Welcome back to the Off the Field Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 21, and I want to start off by saying thank you for the support on the last episode, Regina and Uncle Slam. Episode 20, (laughs) just looked at it seconds ago, and it's at 7,000 views. That's the most we have on the channel. And we hit 3,000 subscribers, so thank you very much. Keep subscribing, liking, and sharing. Shout out to all the bench warmers. Today is the day you've all been waiting for. And you can already oh, see yeah. him on screen here with Mobo. <laughs> Bobby Crosby is finally in the house. Hello, hello. How you doing, Bobby? Uh, pretty good, Spidey. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Mobo, doing well? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm starstruck right now. I can't believe we got the Bobby Crosby. Well, yeah, it's it's about time we've met, Mobo. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, we've, we've been acquaintances. We've seen each other before. We've never actually spoken until this moment outside of the... Camera, you know, on Dodger films, I talk to you before and in bat. Sometimes I'll say, "Moba, you can do something." But other than that, other than on camera, we've never actually talked before. I think I hit what my first walk off grand slam, and we just shook hands. That was it. That, that was it. As okay. soon as the cameras turn off, I'm like, "Get away from me!" Yeah. Scram, kid. There's <laughs> some moments where you've been CGI'd into the episode too. You're not even there. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I, I just I, I live such a busy life, you know, like snowboarding in the Alps and um, just working on cars in Monaco. But you're con- contractually obligated to appear in a certain number of Dodger films, but videos per year, so we have to CGI you Correct. into there. I signed a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't talk about it more. Now, we're going to start <laughs> off with our sports news topic, which is around the horn. And we actually got a few good ones from this past week. The yeah, Nuggets won the NBA Finals, and Nikola Jokic has to be the most <laughs> bored person for winning the NBA Finals. That's what I, I heard. <laughs> I love all the memes I ever saw of him just during each game. And, like, each team they faced, it was hilarious. He could not be bothered. It's a side quest for him. <laughs> I still haven't seen any of the actual clips, but I keep seeing headlines, like, that he uh, just wants to go home to Serbia, doesn't give a crap about anything about winning the championship or about the uh, ceremony at the parade. Uh, he, he doesn't care. Yeah, he wants to go home to his horses, apparently, is what I've been seeing. Really? I touched a horse for the first time ever a few days ago. First time really? Ever, uh, I touched a horse. Did you go to it a was, No, it was a, a fundraiser event for racehorses who have retired from racehorsing or they just suck and they can't win a race. It's like, you know, scram kid, like I say to Mobo. Uh-huh. And um, it was to raise money for them to learn how to, you know, like, you know, go back to school and get their degree and, you know, mm. have a briefcase and, you know. <laughs> anyway, so that was the event. And, and I was nervous to touch a horse because did you know that horses are like gigantic? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like horses, really like big. Feet. Imagine going next to a Clydesdale. That's like one of the biggest horses. Yeah. So so <laughs> these were these race horses, and some of them were, you know, pretty large and gigantic. And I'm thinking it's like a big puppy, you know, just like a big dog. <laughs> it's going to be all nice. And sometimes, like literally that day, a few days ago, that just morning, that my dog right. Hannah accidentally like headbutted me. And like <laughs> oh. I hurt for like an hour in my face. Yeah. So I thought if this horse head butts me my head will be removed from my neck <laughs> so i thought i can't get too close because they might head butt me oh well, you definitely can't get behind them yeah oh, that's that, yeah the, the kick is dangerous mm-hmm. and then they have these big chompers you know these big teeth yeah. these chompers they're they flat though mm-hmm. right they're not like it's the technical the, well, their lips their lips teeth yeah. is chompers yeah. uh, if you look in the dictionary and anyway um so i thought what if they just bite off like my hand when i go to do a nice little pet hey puppy good pet Mm -hmm. and uh, so i was calling all them puppies good puppies i just kept saying good puppy good puppy (laughs) and then i finally at the end of the night decided to touch a horse Mm -hmm. uh this horse named blaze b-l-a-z-e and um anyway it was nice and the horsey i felt the horsey's nostril breath you know come (laughs) out of the nostrils and i was like wow it's like a real living giant Mm -hmm. end of story Yes, yeah, so uh, Jokic, he keeps uh, going on every interview, and he the parade's Thursday for the Nuggets, and he just wants to know when it is. He's like, I just need to go home. I need to be home by Sunday to see my horses. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, they won first ever for their franchise. JT Real Muto hit for the cycle this past week. That's nice. the third this season with Cedric Mullins, and I can't remember who the other one was. And then uh, the bench is cleared in Arizona against the Phillies also. No. Corbin Carroll was hit twice in a game after just winning player of the week. The Diamondbacks manager was very hot. And uh, that's all the sports news I got. Now, let's get to the interview here with the you, juicy Bobby. questions. Everybody wants to know about <laughs> these, Bobby. Yes, yes. First, pretty easy. How did your love for baseball begin? Do you have a moment in your head to where you can call back? Yeah, that's uh, super easy. Game mm. one of the 1988 World Series. Oh, yes. uh, so I was already a little bit of a baseball fan. But then mm. October 15, 1988, I'm seven years old. I get home from school. My dad gets home from work and he says, hey, I got a hookup. We got four tickets for tonight's game one of the World wow. Series. Whoa. I'm seven. He says, we got to go. There's this gas station outside of the stadium. We're going to meet up with this guy who's going to sell me these four oh, tickets, wow. $100 each. It's 400 bucks to get these game one. This is one of the best games in the history of baseball. Possibly... In my opinion, it's one of the top five greatest sports moments in history. It happens, yeah. you know, four hours after we're in the gas station yeah. buying mm -hmm. the tickets here. So pretty good deal for 100 bucks each. With inflation, you know, it's more like 400 each. But anyway, still worth it. Yeah. So uh, World Series game, 100 bucks each. And uh, Kirk Gibson, uh, two bad legs. He hit a two-run pinch hit, walk-off home run, bottom nine, two outs, down to our last strike. Uh, Vince Scully, incredible call. And I was sitting on the reserve level. That's the big blue level, third level, above third base, fifth row, or like right above like the camera well mm -hmm. uh, there. So I had a great look looking out at the home run going right out towards yeah, right man. field, just perfectly in front of me. Mm. And, um, and my thought was how cool would it be to catch that ball? So that's what really made me want to catch home runs mm. uh, and made me a huge Dodgers fan, huge baseball fan. Um, yeah, that was it. Uh, well, I had a few questions in between, but since you brought up the catching home runs, I'm going to get to these ones right now. What, um, well, that answered it. What made you start wanting to catch homers? Do you remember your first one? I'm sure you do. You mean batting practice? Yeah, yeah. Um, or just in general, like your first home run caught on the fly, BP game, whichever came first. Right, right. Um, so I think it was September of 1995 when I finally caught a batting practice home run after going to, so from like 94 um, to 96, I got about 30 games each, uh, left field pavilion, mm -hmm. nice. uh, prior to the year I picked out like 30 games and went to like 30 games each. And, um, the first like 55 of those games, like 30 mm -hmm. and 94, 30 and 95, uh, first like 55 of those games. Didn't get a single ball in any way. Yeah. Even Aww. though I'm going early for BP. For like, imagine going for 50 games for BP in your. And I was, you know, 13, 14, and not, you know, I was a decent catcher of the ball. Yeah. I just was so yeah. unlucky. Just nothing came near me. And, you know, I knew about baseball. I was a huge fan. I was, I was like an expert. I was more of an expert then than I am at any point in my life since then, probably. I was like at my peak of my knowledge about baseball, and I knew every player on every team. I could name you the first and third base coach. From like <laughs> I've literally been teams. telling people from past episodes in 2007, that's like when I first got into baseball, I could do that same thing. Yeah. I could name everyone. Yeah, I knew yeah. everything. I could tell yeah. you, you know, top prospects even mm -hmm. back then. Anyway, I, so I know like where to position myself in batting practice yeah. for all these players, and just not, I never even like dropped them. Nothing ever came near me somehow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in, like 50 games. Anyway, long story short, uh, Marquise Grissom. Um, I think uh, I literally I'm not even sure at this point. It was a batting practice <laughs> home run. I oh no, I later caught a Marquise Grissom game home run. So no, I'm confusing him. It wasn't Marquise Grissom. Mm. I'm screwing this. Roberto Kelly. Roberto <laughs> Kelly. Look up Roberto <laughs> Kelly. Look up Roberto Kelly. It, Somebody. It. Uh, it was Roberto Kelly. Um, Dodger uh, outfielder. Uh, anyway, uh, he hit the first 
um, batting practice home run I caught in 95. I'm pretty sure. Does that make sense? Was he on the Dodgers in 95? No. Uh, no? 96. Or yeah. 96. 96. No, Dodgers 95, oh. but then he was also traded, I believe, to the Nationals that same year, Expos. Oh, oh. It, oh it actually might have been when he was on the, he was on the Expos. Because you have 95 Dodgers and the 95 Washington right here. Ah, but he had 409. Anyway, it was mm. Roberto Kelly. Doesn't matter what the circumstances are. He might yeah. have actually been on the visiting team. He might have been on the on the Expos. Yeah. Um, this is a really boring answer. Sorry for such a boring start <laughs> to this podcast. Um. Yeah, so finally caught a BP homer, uh, took it to school the next day, showed fireball. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I was in, what, 10th uh, grade at the time. Yeah. I can only imagine a wee fireball being like, whoa, Robert. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. Like, you, you, you finally caught one, Robert. I want Roberto Kelly hit it. Your name's kind of Roberto. Um, my grandma used to call me Roberto. Um, and Roberto Kelly hit that. So anyway, I also got my first ever ball I ever got in any way was a toss-up from Tom Candiotti. Uh, Dodgers knuckleballer pitcher threw me a knuckleball. I told him to oh, throw wow. me a knuckleball, and he threw me a knuckleball, <laughs> and it, and I didn't catch this one. It, it, it knuckled way too much. I was in the front row, and it went just barely over the wall, and then mm. I ran down and got it. That was the first ball I ever got. In any that reminds me of a toss-up story that happened to Javi at Dodger Stadium. Rich Hill threw him. It had to have been like at least 80 miles an hour, zooming over Javi's head. He didn't even catch it. It was catchable, but he went like because he didn't expect him to throw it. 80 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> right, crazy. Uh, so let's get to the good stuff. Okay, so first game home run, mm. uh, May 12, 1998, which is why my email address is bobbyc512. It's from May 12. Uh, <laughs> no. That's why. That's yeah. why. You get those emails every week. We're playing softball. Yeah. <laughs> you want to come play softball? <laughs> Tell me, please, and reply to this email. Um, that's the exact wording of the emails. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, raining. Okay. Mm. Uh, me and Fireball. Fireball's yeah. at this game. And um, first inning, uh, three-run home run, Raul Mondesi was my favorite player at the time, hits it off Kurt Schilling okay. in the rain. It's raining pretty hard at the time. And I got to move 10 seats down to my right. I got to go past Fireball somehow, mm. even though I'm big guy and, and um, there's not much room there in the front row to scoot by him. But somehow I get by him. Fireball never brings a glove. He doesn't care about it. He thinks even being when he I'm was like, sure it was empty out there with the rain, uh, fairly empty. But yeah. I had to like fight off this gang member for the ball. He was going for it too. <laughs> he followed right behind me. He followed, yeah. he saw, he got by fireball too. He like almost knifed him on the way by, and then and then you see his arm going for it. Um, uh, anyway, and uh, but I, I beat him out. I got a snow cone catch. So oh. I've caught ten game home runs. The first one was a snow cone catch. The last one was a snow cone catch. Yeah. Um, I mean, I should have had a lot more. I've, I've dropped four sadly, and several others that I just misjudged and didn't get to in time. At least you have ones you can go back on and say you caught, though, unlike Benny, who we had that one in Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Benny had a drop. That was a pretty good story. Um, so I was positive Benny was going to catch a home run that day. I gave him the aisle. This is uh, July 2017, just before, a couple days before the All-Star game, All-Star break. Mm. And I'm going to all 30 parks, and Benny comes with me to Miami for the All-Star game. And before that, we're in Texas to see a game. I'm going to all 30 parks. So that was one of them. And... For the previous couple of weeks, I had gone to like 10 different stadiums and home runs kept just missing me, mm-hmm. missing me by like 10 feet, 15 feet. None that I like dropped or had a realistic chance. Like at, just were, out of your range. Yeah, they were like zeroing in on me, zeroing mm-hmm. in. And I thought, this is the night. This is the night. And I thought, but damn it, Benny's here. So <laughs> I want to give him the aisle because I've caught 10 game home runs, including mm-hmm. just two, two years ago in 2015. So I'm not going to because the aisle is and especially at this park and this setup the aisle had a huge advantage over aisle always has a huge advantage because you have running room to move around up and down blah yeah. blah blah 
So if you're not on the aisle, it has to be hit right to you, basically, unless yeah. you're lucky and there's nobody near you, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, long story short, um, I'm positive he's catching a home run this night. So much so mm. that we like rehearse our celebration. <laughs> and in advance, we rehearse our celebration. I say right when you catch it, because you're just going to go on the aisle here and catch it. Right when you catch it, go on the stairs and catch it. Right when you catch it, turn around. We're going to shake hands and hug. We do a handshake and then a big hug. Okay. Okay. So we, we, we're like, okay, yeah, we got it. We got yeah. it. Yeah. 20 minutes later, home run directly where I said yeah. it was going to go. Oh, my God. But he drops it, and it goes into the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And so right when he drops it, I realize, like, oh, my God. And then he turns around, and we don't do the handshake because there's nothing to say, But we hug. Yeah. And then who was in the bullpen? Kenyon Middleton. Middleton. Yeah, yeah. So Middleton is in the bullpen, Angel's reliever. Yeah. And um, he sees me and Benny hugging. <laughs> and I think he assumed that we were a couple. No. And seriously, seriously, I think he was certain that, oh, man, the, the gay man dropped it and his partner's with him and they're sad. He's consoling him. Seriously. Yeah. And so so there's all these kids around. There's all these kids like, Bob, Middleton, give me the ball. Mm. And Middleton's like, I got to give it to the to the to the guy here with his partner yeah and um so he tosses it to benny mm-hmm. which is very rare yeah which is heavily why i think he thought we were a couple and because he's like oh man i i don't want to i don't want anybody i don't want to be canceled over not giving it to this guy <laughs> i don't know so anyway so he gives it to benny so that was the first game ball game home run benny ever got you know he got mm-hmm. it he didn't catch it but yeah. he got it and then later he got another one um that middleton didn't have to give to him uh Dodgers player for one year, a couple years ago. Uh, one of the White Sox. Uh, 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 batter, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, home run. Benny got the first one he ever hit as a Dodger. Uh, two years ago, 2021. Uh, and then he went to the... Oh, my gosh, my brain is Yes, Manny Grandall? No, no. because no, that was more than one white, year. Right-handed hitter. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm blanking. Uh, 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 he went to the White Sox, didn't he? Okay, well, well... We'll look this up. We'll figure it out. It doesn't say, matter. I was going to say, for the one in Texas, I think I can actually find it. Can, do, do you yeah. know what year that was? The Texas? Yeah, it was yeah. July 2017. Okay. So, so that's pretty easy to, to look up. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can picture his face. The guy who... It doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. a very boring part of the story. Mm-hmm. But the point is simply that Benny got another game room ball later, but he still hasn't caught a game room run on the fly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the point. But he has two game room balls that he fairly got. Did you ever see the one that he had just missed because the kid was in front of him during the World Series? I want to see it was either during the World Series or somewhere in the postseason. Um, a kid went in front of him, like, just somehow managed to get a grip on it, and he, like, smacks into Benny, and Benny just kind of gives him, like, a... Yeah, I don't nice. think that was a World Series ball, but I think playoffs. I think it was playoffs. Um, Pretty sure it was. Yeah, well, there's a couple playoff ones that he came close to. Uh, there was one that him and his dad, they kind of messed each other up. Uh, oh. 2013, no, 14, game one NLDS against the Cardinals. Uh, uh, Matt Holiday, I think it was. Uh, Homer's right to Benny and his dad, like right at them, and they they kind of mess each other, and somebody else comes in, and it's like three gloves colliding. But if one of them just called for it, him and his dad, I think maybe they would have been able to catch it. But yeah, that was a tough one. Benny also has the worst luck leaving his seat, oh. and then a ball. Well, but goes can you really with... call it luck? The problem is now I can't. You know, I'm not criticizing this much because I love food as well. And, <laughs> but. Uh, is it really bad luck when Benny's just constantly going to get a Dodger dog and, and a beer? Um, no, it's like how many at bats of like Mike Trout has has Benny missed because he's oh, not in his seat? How about just be in your seat at the right time, Benny? Yeah, yeah no, I agree. There's certain batters 
every team where you just shouldn't get up yeah. at all. Oh, yeah. Like, and if you're talking the Angels, that's Trout, that's Otani. And then even outside the stars, you think like power, Hunter Renfro, you don't want to leave your seat. He could hit one like 450. Yeah, I, I used to have terrible luck with whenever I'd miss a game, and I didn't miss a whole lot of games back mm. in the late 90s to, to mid-2010s. It's a weird thing to say, 2010s. We, we really needed a name for that decade in the decade before. I used to call the 2000s <laughs> the Donuts. The Donuts. And I tried to have it catch zero, on because you got the zero zero. So uh, I called that decade the Donuts, but nobody else did. Anyway, long story short, whenever I missed a game late 90s from like 97 to 2015, whenever I missed a game, I'd watch on TV and you could just hear the ball clang off my seats just every time. Home runs hitting my seats <laughs> every game I missed. Not, you know, I'm exaggerating, but it was bad. Mm. You said you caught 10 home runs. 10 on the fly. What is your favorite? Uh... Favorite is uh, the la- uh, is um, yeah, it's got to be the last one. Favorite because Vince Scully talked about it, mm-hmm. uh, learned my name because I had caught two in three weeks, mm-hmm. and so he talked about me from having the camera filming myself catching, and he talked about me for the uh, Aaron Hill home run May second, twenty fifteen, and then May twenty four. 2015, which Benny wasn't there for because it was his wife's birthday. Mm. Um, so uh, he wasn't there for that. But um, anyway, that was the best one, the final one. It was finally catching a Dodger home run while filming. Yeah. Uh, and it was a cool snow cone catch. And then the... Is that this one right here that's based off of? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Throw <laughs> yeah. a close-up of that up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they even made a bobblehead out of it. So mm. yeah, that's got to be got to be my favorite. Yeah. Uh, and second favorite is the first one. Um the two snow cone catches were, and I'm horrible at snow cone catches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how those stuck in, they, they stuck in my glove because, well, I say that was, I misspoke. I'm not horrible at snow cone catches. I'm horrible at underhand catches. Yeah. And they were both underhand uh, catches. Well, actually, just only the last one was underhand. But uh, I was able to catch it because it was a snow cone. Because if, cause whenever it actually hits me in the palm, it always bounces out. You know? oh, okay. I just yeah. can't quite squeeze it like that. They all, mm-hmm. I, I squeeze at the wrong time. I'm a bad chooser of. That always happens to me in softball. Yeah. Mm. I'll see it coming down. I'll be like, I got it, I got it. And then Bobby just films me perfectly. The funny thing with you in softball, you have the Jeff effect, but fielding. Jeff can't bend his arms when he swings. You can't bend your arm when you field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. You're the best at the bobbling catches of softball. Oh, they I always bounce it. up out of your glove, and then you catch them anyway. You've done that like four times. <laughs> it's just the easy thing to just, oh, okay, I got the momentum. Here we go. Yeah, literally. You're always like this. You're like... <laughs> You know who I'm amazed that can do like a perfect basket catch every time somehow is Dustin. Well, the hit uh, so no, right. No, no, he'll, he'll, no, out of nowhere, it'll just fall in his lap. <laughs> but not remotely every time. Are you talking about just okay, the not, ones he actually yeah. catches? Yeah. Okay, let me rephrase that. The one he actually catches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfectly yeah. good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know uh, okay. where you got those. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing okay. I found out Amazing. recently, I think this was like six months ago, Dustin doesn't know he's bad at catching softballs. Huh? Yes, no, I'm also not great. You know, I've had a lot of drops What myself. do you mean? You're perfect. I found out. Anything <laughs> hits you, Bobby gets no, no, picked up. I, I wish. Early on, maybe, but I've had, oh. I've been horrible at everything involving softball for years now. Basically. But early, the first couple of years, I was decent, and then I, my skills. Anyway, who cares? Talking about Dustin here. So <laughs> Dustin, um, you know, again, I'm bad. Just because just I say, by the way, this is something people might be interested in, mm-hmm. because everybody says, there's lots of comments, not everybody, but lots of comments that say, Bobby... You know, ever notice how Bobby's such a piece of crap, by the way, because he always complains about criticizes everyone else's skill when he's the worst one there. If I criticize someone else, that doesn't mean I'm saying that I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I can be way worse and still criticize someone else. So I mean, and I am. I'm, Somebody I'm, makes a bad play. It's a bad play. I'm batting myself <laughs> last almost every time. By the way, I know I'm a bad hitter. I'm also a bad fielder. Um, but if I say 
Dustin fails to catch a ball often, that doesn't mean I'm saying I'm better than you, Dustin. Well, I am at catching, though, a little. <laughs> but, um, anyway, but like if Andy drops a ball, I'm not saying I'm better than him at being an outfielder. Mm. I'm just saying he messed up that one time. It's just a fact Sometimes in the it's moment. Funny. Yeah, just yeah. a fact in the moment. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I found out like six months ago that Dustin didn't know that he was bad at catching softballs. <laughs> and yeah, because he really seemed surprised when we were talking about it. He's like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? And we're like, what, have you ever... Watch one of our videos. You drop <laughs> half the balls that are hit right at you. The easy ones. And he's like, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> just looking at him like it was completely brand new information. Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, sorry, but I'm just stating facts. I'm not trying to be mean. We're just talking about how you suck. I think that's one of the most infuriating moments to me is when I hit a ball to him and, and he, he actually, actually catches, catches it. Same here. <laughs> Somehow he becomes amazing when I hit the ball to him. Yeah. yeah. We uh, were talking about it at the beginning, and we also talked about this on Fireball's episode, and I think people have caught on to this. You and Fireball have known each other since a young age. Yes. Years, right? And uh, I thought it was high school. It's middle school? Eighth grade. So mm. April 5th, 1994 was oh, wow. my first day at a new school, uh, Oak Avenue Middle School in um, uh, Temple City, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just moved from Apple Valley, California. And uh, it was my first day at this new school in the middle of the school year, April. And, uh, yeah, met him, saw him. Uh, I don't think we talked a whole lot that first day, but we became buddies uh, shortly after that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I've known him for 29 years, two months, and 12 days when this video goes up. Oh, we're getting to the 30-year wow. anniversary. Yeah, yeah, 30-year <laughs> anniversary in 10 months. You April guys going to do anything special? Uh, we're probably going <laughs> to. Uh, nice dinner know. and ball game. Yeah, yeah. We'll go, Some... to out, we'll go to Outback Steakhouse. I, think. <laughs> I know. I know he can devour a whole blooming onion by himself. I've seen it. He, he loves them. Did you and Fireball play high school baseball together? Uh, no, I never played high school baseball. I was okay. not good enough for for high school baseball. Uh, hence the poor softball play <laughs> thirty years later. Now I wasn't even good enough for my high school team. So mm. I am slightly better than Dustin as a fielder. <laughs> He's a better hitter than me. Um, anyway. I do remember Fireball when he was on telling us one of the, his first stories when you two met. He remembers you being in the cafeteria, being the new kid, and d- drawing comics. Uh, yeah, well, I wasn't. I did draw some of my comics, but I don't think I drew any at school. I had mm. some of the comics with me and gave some away uh, to some of my new friends on that first day of school. Um, so me and my brother have been writing and drawing and publishing comics since we were little kids. Really? Uh, yeah. Since uh, since I was 12 and my brother was 15, we started, quote, profes- professionally making comics, uh, printing them in an actual professional manner, having them distributed professionally into comic book shops. Not not many comic shops at the time. But the um, first several years, we did not uh, make a profit or anything. It was just a losing venture. But, uh, yeah, eventually turned into a serious business of making money anyway that first day at school uh where i met fireball uh, i brought some of the comics that we had just published um just you know as a as a selling point for my friendship i guess mm, it's like to hey you want to be friends with me i make comics and anybody like comics they're like what is this crap <laughs> what's a comic it's not 1955 <laughs> new fat kid wait what's what was the comic that like you and your brother first started kind of like uh, well a bunch of different ones my brother had his own i had my own we never really worked um together on collaborating on a comic we just made our individual comics uh well back then i had a stupid one called billy comics about this kid named billy it's about as <laughs> you know as boring and stupid as it gets about this like you know sixth grader named billy and he had this uh, bad guy this villain named big bad mike 
was the, was the bag. He had his full beard in like sixth grade. <laughs> and yeah, and he was just always, he was like six feet tall, full beard, fat, and just beating people up. And that was Big Bad Mike. So Billy had to, you know, negotiate middle school and Big Bad Mike and try to survive uh, middle school and not get eaten by Big Bad Mike. In the, all right. right on. Yeah. Fireball uh, told us a memory he shared with you where you had to hop a fence. Yes. <laughs> you landed on the hood of your mom's car. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. So I actually felt really it. powerful that day. And I felt really strong. And I'll tell you why. So I had a really big high and a really big low that day. Okay. So the big high was we found this little baseball field. We wanted to just find a field to play catch and pitch batting practice to each other, mm-hmm. even though we had like four baseballs. Like, you know, we couldn't afford to go buy a bunch of like batting practice balls or whatever. So, so we just, how pathetic is that as a little kid, by the way, when you have like two or three balls and you want to throw BP. So then you just have to go chase after the balls every 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. You have to go collect. All, it's kind of fun though. Yeah. But uh, it also just like looking back, like if, if imagining doing that now, like we recently had a baseball practice yeah. where we only had about 15 baseballs. Yeah. I wish we had a lot more. I thought I had more boxes. Who cares? Point of the story <laughs> is it's so fun to have just like a hundred baseballs for bp as opposed to three mm-hmm. three is not fun but anyway i hit a ball into like houses yeah i hit it over the, it was like a super short fence and uh we had like four baseballs and like fireball hit one out and then i hit one out and then i think we actually lost all of our baseballs because we only had three or four and we hit them all out and anyway so mm-hmm. i was like oh my gosh i'm so powerful like i was like 13 and i'm like uh, you know i could be in the major leagues one day after this performance today it's possible you know just a random scout yeah and then <laughs> i realized 10 minutes later when my mom came to pick us up and the gate locked behind us and we couldn't get out that I'm not even a good enough athlete to like get over this five foot fence. So I'm probably not going to make it to the major leagues, but yeah, so I, so it was such a struggle. Fireball like ripped his shirt or his pants or something (laughs) trying to get over this fence. And then my mom had to drive up right like on this, on like the grass to like get close to the fence. So then, so because she thought I was going to like fall and kill myself getting over this fence. You know, you're going to break your neck, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. So then I climbed over somehow and I remember feeling so out of shape and so out of breath from just trying to climb over like a little five foot fence. And I was like, man, I hit that ball, you know, 170 feet, but I'm not going to make it to the major leagues. (laughs) Do you have a favorite memory with fireball pre YouTube that you can think of? Oh, um, probably something at Disneyland. We Mm -hmm. had Disneyland passes together in the mid nineties and we were 14, 15. We went many times. Uh, I can't think of a specific moment right now. Well, maybe this isn't favorite, but just a memory that pops in my head is Disneyland. There was an incredibly attractive young woman. Me and Fireball were like 15. Walking near where they sell those like pickles now. and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, near the Tiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Indian yeah, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, exactly, and exactly. And yeah. we love the Indiana Jones ride. So anyway, mm-hmm. this incredibly attractive woman... And we're like walking right next to each other, like tight, like sardines because there's not much room. <laughs> this incredibly attractive woman walks right by us, huge smile right at me Mm -hmm. but fireball disagreed he thought it was right at him (laughs) and so for no reason for like an hour we're just like arguing about this it's like no she was looking at me me. yeah it's like who cares she's not gonna do anything with us she's long gone we're 15 she's 25 and our attractiveness level is quite different and uh there's no scenario where anything was gonna happen but we're arguing we're like yelling at each other and she's looking at me jerk why am i friend why don't i go to disneyland with you jerk (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was bad. Awesome. Was bad. So that's uh, that. So when did you start YouTube and what made you want to start doing YouTube? So I saw a video of 
batting practice in Texas, Josh mm. Hamilton was hitting, and some random guy filmed a home run that Josh Hamilton hit that bounced off the second deck and then went into his glove, and he mm. caught it. You don't even see the ball going to his glove, but you see the hit, and it bounces off the second deck, goes down to the first deck, he catches it. And I thought, what if some... And he wasn't trying to do that. He wasn't, like, trying to film himself catching money. He just randomly yeah. had a camera. Oh, wow. And I thought, what if someone was on purpose trying mm. to actually get a good shot and film them catching a ball, and so I immediately bought a video camera. I'd always been into movies and TV and having a video camera. I hadn't had one in a while. Like, all growing up, I'd always want a video camera and make little movies at home, blah, blah, blah. Me and my mm-hmm. brother would, we had this series called Mega Penguin, where we had this penguin ball, <laughs> and we put a cape on him called a Mega Penguin. I was a sidekick Bob. Mm. And um, we'd do this little TV show. It was actually on local cable access. TV oh, really? In no way. Three when I was like twelve. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, Mega Penguin, Psychic Bob. We actually might do a, a cartoon series of it soon. Oh. We got a theme song and everything from years ago. Want to hear the theme song? Oh, sure. yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Well, I mean, you can insert it here. Maybe I'll send it to you. So anyway, Mega Penguin theme song. So um, so I'm the sidekick Bob from that theme song you just heard, which you guys haven't heard yet. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I thought, what if I get a video camera and I try? And at this point, I already had season tickets for uh, 11 years. This is May of nine, uh, May of 2008. Hmm. May of 2008. Um, God, that's that feels so long ago, but uh, I know it's not. Well, and the crazy thing years. is, I had already <laughs> done it. Many years earlier, 1997 was the first time I brought a video camera to a Dodger game, and I filmed in batting practice a little bit, but for some reason I wasn't even thinking, like, I'm going to film myself catch a homer. I was thinking, like, if a homer goes to me, I'm going to have to set the camera down so I don't, like, hurt the camera, and then I'm going to have to, like, catch yeah. <laughs> uh, I just took it for, like, memories and everything, but not specifically with the thought of filming myself catching a homer. Mm-hmm. I did that in 97 for a few games, did that in, like, 03, 04 for a few games, but then when I saw that video mm-hmm. on YouTube, that kid in Texas catching the homer, he's, like, a 20-year-old guy, and remind me to tell you more about that, because that's the crazy 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 aspect of this the guy who was filming that video in texas he was then there when i caught my first ever game on wow what <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the crazy story of all time it's the crazy story of all time so anyway i bring the camera and i'll get to that just in 30 seconds here so mm-hmm. buy a camera bring it to a game two days later it was may 6 i saw that video i think and then may 8 i've got the camera already amazon two days shipping i get it take it to a game may 8 first time i ever took it and then it took me a month and a half to actually get a good shot of filming myself catching a batting practice home run. And it was uh, Torrey Hunter on the day the Angels no-hit the Dodgers and lost. I was there. Yeah, there you go. It's crazy. Uh, did you go to batting practice that day? Probably not. I okay. wasn't fully indulged in being a baseball fan yet. Well, so, so. batting practice that day, Torrey Hunter hits me this perfect one. And I get a great shot of it going into the glove. And that video went pretty viral. I think that, I think it was on... It was some like local news. It was on a uh, best damn sports show. Period. That show that was on for a mm-hmm. while. Anyway, that was my first video that went pretty viral. Um, and um, fast forward to a couple of years to finish up the thing about the Texas guy who inspired bringing the camera. Um, May first, two thousand ten. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon hits me a game home run that I catch on the fly while filming. I had to jump for it so you don't see a good shot of the ball going in the glove because I'm jumping up for it. So that makes it impossible to get a good shot. But 
the TV cameras also didn't get a good shot. They had, they <laughs> never zoomed in far. They were the the main camera, you know, that they cut to yeah. when you see a home run ball landing. They never even came close to. They were showing like the whole freaking pavilion basically. They didn't <laughs> zoom in far, and they didn't show a single replay. Oh, so that's even the TV cameras, you barely, you know, you see me jump and catch it, but like pixelated, like, like yeah. barely. You know who got a better shot? The guy? Of that catch, the guy who inspired me to bring the camera in the first place, <laughs> him and a, a couple of his friends Bro, randomly what? decided like the day before, let's for no reason let's they're 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 Rangers fans, yeah. let's for no reason go see a Pirates Dodgers game <laughs> in L.A. and drive for thirteen hours from yeah. Texas or whatever the hell, dude. That is so fucking. And random. he was then there was sitting <laughs> oh left the pavilion. God. He was fifty feet behind me, halfway up the pavilion, right behind my section, filming it. And got a great shot of it. Wow. He got a better shot of me catching it than the TV cameras. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so then he sees me. So then, then, so then that went very viral. Even though it would have went way more viral if um, TV cameras actually got a good shot of shot of the catch. And if I got a good mm. shot because I anyway, I'm doing an ESPN interview. A few days later, May 4th, uh, 2010, and um, ESPN first take, um, doing that live uh, interview there, and that guy's watching that, the Chandler something from Texas, uh, this kid who inspired me to bring the camera, and then he sends me this insane message that I thought was fake. He's like, by the way, because I, I, in that interview, I talk about him, because yeah. I'm asked that same question, you know, well, mm-hmm. well, what made you bring a camera? So on ESPN first take. So I answered it the same way I did, you know, just now. And uh, he realizes that I'm talking about him. And so he sends me a message and says, hey, not only was I the kid who inspired you to do that, but here's my footage of your catch. I happened to drive in, you know, like that morning <laughs> just for like no reason. Mm-hmm. He's, I was like, why did you want to go? He's like, I, we just thought, hey, let's go. Uh, Rangers fans, this <laughs> yeah. Dodgers Pirates game. Yeah. First time they've ever been to California. Yeah. They're like 23 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm actually and like dumbfounded and I have yeah. no... No, it's the craziest thing of all time. It's the craziest... That's creepy, ever. but it's so... It's so... You can't make it up. No. You really can't make that no. shit up. I was certain he was lying until I saw the video. I'm like, oh, okay. Did he just randomly email you? Yeah, yeah. It was a, was a direct message on Instagram. YouTube. Private oh, message oh, okay. on YouTube. This is before Instagram was a thing. This is 2010. Yeah. May of 2010. Instagram might have just started, but uh, I think it started 2011. Just a little baby. Yeah, a little baby Instagram. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I look at that video that he posted of my catch, Mm -hmm. and then I look at his other videos, and I see his most popular one is the video of Josh Hamilton. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's him. So I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the craziest thing of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's not like – it's one of those things where if it was something cooler – like, it's kind of cool – but if it was something cooler, it would like blow everyone's mind. But it's, it's just it's just like a weird, super weird coincidence. But like if it saved the planet, like avoided like a nuclear catastrophe or something, then it would be like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's the coolest coincidence of all time. But because it's simply some weird crap about catching a home run. I mean, I like, think whatever. just everything in general, that's just like the planets aligning. Like the Most, universe was saying something that. <laughs> well, you never know. Like if I didn't catch that ball, maybe all everybody would be dead on Earth. It was just burning. <laughs> the sun yeah. exploded. Well, the butterfly effect, you know, everything It prevented. Change, you know. <laughs> Yeah, affects everything else. Now, any of those moments when you started YouTube, what was the moment where you realized, like, oh, this is getting serious, and you started taking it more serious? Um, did you ever feel like you got that aha moment, or was it just very casual for you from from the beginning? Well, there were different stages of it. Mm-hmm. So, the early stuff at Dodger Stadium, um was all just fun there was no money and it kind of very slowly built up mm. like after three well, let's see 
I hit 10,000 subscribers after five years of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like five years. You guys just hit 3,000 subscribers on this podcast channel after um, a few months. Yeah. Um, for me, my first few months, I think I had, you know, 80 subscribers or something, you know. Yeah. And, and obviously Spidey's got, you know, quarter million or so subscribers now. And um, um, anyway, to answer the question, aha moment. Uh, really, it was so gradual early on with the early Dodger Stadium stuff yeah. that uh, there wasn't really any aha moment. Uh, mm-hmm. For that, uh, in terms of aha moment, it's more about gaming videos and softball later on after the Dodger Stadium stuff, yeah. where it started to have such a huge, um, uh, a huge um, skyrocketing of, of views at a specific time. The Dodger Stadium stuff would be more about just every once in a while a video would go viral. Yeah, you know, it was more about viral videos. The softball videos, like essentially none of them have gone viral. And the gaming video, essentially none of my gaming videos have gone viral. You know, viral is like everybody's spreading it around. Yeah, it's on, on the, the news, news or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I had a lot of that with the Dodger Stadium stuff. I haven't had any of that with um, with softball and, uh, and gaming stuff, really. I'm sure um, you know the exact number or close to it. When we started softball, when I started, I think you were at like 60,000. A little more. I think it was more. at about 105. Okay. Because, yeah, I hit 100,000 subscribers just before the old Dodger Stadium videos ended. Um, okay. It just hit 100,000. Okay. So, and then I think I got a few thousand more between then and starting softball in, well, okay. I guess, November. We first started playing. The first time we ever played softball was October 31st, Halloween morning, mm-hmm. 2015, but posted it the next day, November 1st. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think I had about 105,000 at that point. Okay. Was uh, the Dodger videos ending a reason why you wanted to start the softball games? What was the push for that? So I was on the Dodgers subreddit, Mm. rdodgers, reddit.com. They had a community for Dodgers fans and also for Angels fans. And the Dodgers subreddit and the Angels subreddit Mm. would meet up to play softball games. Really? Uh, hmm. Or not really game? Well, I mean, sort of had games, I guess. It was more just practices, and we, I think I went to three of those. Yeah, three or four of those in like 2015, and I even posted a video in June of 2015 of one of just highlights of one of our meetups. Yeah. Um, I want to go back and watch it right now. And <laughs> and I was trying to catch um, a home run over the fence. I mean, I played a little left field too, but then at one point I was like, oh, I'm going to try to catch a home run in softball. I think I've seen a clip from that video. You're in left field, right? Beyond the fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got to run into the street to get a I never actually caught mm-hmm. one uh, home run in that game. But anyway, that got a decent amount of views. And, um, and I thought, hmm, maybe we should try softball for videos. Me and Benny could get together and, and play some games and see how that works. Um, yeah, so that kind of inspired that, those, those Reddit meetup games, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> made me think, let's try that. And my brother had been telling me for years to do, um, gaming videos. My brother had been like imploring me, telling me do gaming videos since like 2008, basically like yeah. forever. He said, do gaming videos. And I, you know, like, like most people who have similar stories here, they say, oh, who's going to want to watch me play video games. And so I didn't do that forever, but then, um, Started up that in January 2016, just a couple months after softball started, and both of those kind of took off. Um, well, sort of the gaming videos kind of took off right away, um, and then softball took off a couple months later, like in late March, early April um, 2016 is when the softball videos really started getting tons of views, and that's kind of mm. when, the, to answer the question, the earlier question about the aha moment, mm. uh, that was basically that moment. Yeah. Of um, uh, April 2016 
it was kind of like one week. It was the end of March, early April. I put out, I think, five softball videos in five days to end the first off season and start the first on season. And all of those videos got over a million views. Yeah. Um, not that day, you know, not in one day. Yeah. Um, but with but Building but, up. Yeah, but within like six weeks, they like all had over a million views. And mm. um, that was kind of the moment of like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. Because it was already getting decent views. You know, they were getting like... In like early March of like 2016, they were getting like 40, 50,000 yeah. uh, views, and then suddenly to get you know over, and that was like cool, that was great. But then suddenly having to get in the millions, it was like this is nuts, mm -hmm. this is crazy. Yeah. God. And uh, all right, let's see, right here, as the man who records it, edits it, sees all the footage, you probably have tons of memories you could pick from. But what are some of your favorite moments from our softball games, whether it be personally or just moments that were insanely epic that are up there for you yeah uh gabe's first home run um yes. possibly my favorite that was just insane it's crazy how long ago that was now i know but it felt like <laughs> there was forever of a build-up to it yes it did but somehow it's already six years ago almost yeah. six years ago that was what October. he was literally saying that to somebody i think this past week and they were like it was not that long ago and i'm like yeah, it was, it was six years ago. october 2017 yeah he was like 11 right uh no he would have been 12 it would have 12. Just been 12 12 uh, yeah 12 and but two months you are right it did feel like it had a massive yeah. build-up it felt like there was five six years of build-up but no there was about a year and a half and really not mm. even a year and a half because the first like six months he played he didn't have a chance of it home run. no yeah uh, he yeah. wasn't big enough yet he just he, he was, it was all just oh, ground yeah. balls to third and when he was talking about it recently people were saying like oh you were like decently big back then but if you watch the video he's still like pretty Dude, small the, oh, he was tiny he was the tiniest person. the bat looks like a club in his hand <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no, i mean he was barely bigger than lumpy is now basically he <laughs> yeah. was, well i mean he was you know when he first started playing he was 10 and now lumpy's gonna be 10 in six months or, yeah. Uh, yeah oh my god yeah. yeah, so in six months, just... Lumpy's going to be the same age as Gabe was when Gabe uh, that's, I always use that on Cowboy Jeff because I'm 26 right now, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm in the later part of the 20s. But then I look at Cowboy Jeff, and then I'm like, he was this age when he started. Yeah, so... yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm six years, seven years in now, and I'm hitting that age that Cowboy Jeff was. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah, so Gabe's first home run. Uh, Kirsch's first home run was pretty cool, too. Yeah. That had a much longer wait. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Was everybody good. was just – everybody literally was like, dude, just hit it already. Yeah, because he at least had a chance to hit a homer for a good year and a half, two years um yeah we knew it was coming yeah during that time yeah he just you know couldn't handle the pressure he just, he just <laughs> yeah. couldn't do it uh but yeah he finally homered of course i missed the shot of it didn't get a good shot of the ball landing mm -hmm. um and um first off season uh championship that i won was oh pretty amazing <laughs> with uh that amazing walk off from on kit mm -hmm. uh pretty epic moment there yes yeah so uh hard the, to top that the that, first championship game ever was just the way Soup pulled off that deke. Yeah, yeah, Punisher. Yeah, a lot of people watching this like, who's Punisher? He, he played in like ten games with us, mm. and the first offseason. Like a funny story about that. So he made a bonehead play, basically, which a lot of people blame me for. But he made a bone. I told him score, score, you're scoring. But then I changed my mind yeah. before he even got to third. I yelled, "No, stop, stop, stop!" Yeah, yeah. But then everybody says, "Bobby, why'd you send him?" But I tried to stop him. But anyway, uh, <laughs> basically, long story short, if you haven't seen it. Uh, this guy named Punisher who looked just like Fireball, basically. Big muscles, uh, <laughs> strong guy. Uh, he made a bonehead play to cost me in extra innings the first championship uh, mm -hmm. for the offseason, first ever offseason championship. And 
Soup made a great play to to deke him, to to trick him, to make him yeah. think that he uh, didn't have the ball when he did. And anyway, um, every comment on that video, and that video, that was back when people used to actually pay attention to things in life. Because, you know, nowadays everyone <laughs> like, well, you're watching or listening to this, you're also on TikTok and you're watching, you know, an old episode of Breaking Bad or no. something. You know, you're doing four things right now. You know, you know it, right? <laughs> yeah. Tell us in the comments how many what different things you're doing right now. You know who's the worst offender of that? It's softball. It's Kershey. Oh, Kershey's pretty oh. bad. Yeah, Kershey's <laughs> always doing a million things. So anyway, back then, people weren't uh, that bad at such things. Back then, people would actually pay attention to something. And so they were actually paying attention to the video they were watching of softball. And there were a trillion comments wanting to murder Punisher for making this bonehead play. <laughs> People, like, cared about who won the games more back then. Yeah. They were either Team Bobby or Team Benny. And, you know, they were they were Team Bobby or Team Benny. Like, for yeah. real. Like, they cared. <laughs> they wanted me to win or they wanted Benny to win. Anyway, so the Team Bobby fans really hated me then. They, they basically switched their allegiance to Team Benny after that. <laughs> And they really hated this kid, Punisher. He was a kid. He was like 30, who screwed up. <laughs> and you want to believe the, the vitriol. That's a great word. Yeah. The vitriol. I, I need that for vocabulary yeah, word the of the vitriol, week. Vitriol, <laughs> the, the anger, the hate, the, uh, the dirty words that were said about Punisher. Mm. I had to delete so many comments. And you might be saying, oh, yeah, I remember. No, you don't remember because I, I didn't let them go up. I, there, I moderate the comments. And you want to believe how many death threats he got? Oh, my God. No. Uh, Stop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Over a softball game. It was like, if I ever see Punisher, he's never going to use his eyes again. After. He's oh never going to see anything after that. Dude. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Um, so, Punisher, this nice guy, he was called Punisher because he wore a Punisher t-shirt. Mm. Old comic book and movie. Mm. And anyway, he doesn't show up for a couple, a few weeks. He missed like the next couple weeks. And we thought, oh, he's never showing up again because of the comments, you know? Yeah. yeah. So then he shows up. We're like, oh, man, sorry about all those comments. He goes, what what comments? <laughs> he, he didn't watch the video. He didn't know. He just plays for fun. He didn't give a crap. He didn't know about any of the comments. Yeah. We told him, and then he never showed up again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the story of Punisher. He, he read, and he didn't even get to read the ones I deleted. So. Mm. so it was even worse than you thought, buddy, if you're somehow watching this podcast right now, Punisher. I don't think he's ever seen a single video of Dutch film. <laughs> He just wanted to play softball. That reminds me um, of a similar situation when I got hit in the mouth. Uh, I was obviously very angry because I just lost two teeth. And I picked up a water bottle and I threw it at the bullpen. But Dallas was in the bullpen. <laughs> Dallas was a young kid back then. He was, I don't know, like eight, nine. He's straight up just a wee lad. Yeah, a baby. And he, I remember he was like seven. him being like terrified and he didn't show up for like two months. <laughs> yeah. Because of that? I don't know if it's because oh, okay. of that. We should have asked him when he was here. But he, after that, he didn't show up because I was only back a week later or something. And yeah. I remember him not being there just forever. So in uh, your anger, in your rage, your pain, you threw the water bottle at the bullpen, and he was, like, standing right by the Yeah, and, so. I mean, I also had the bloody face ripped open, missing teeth. So you probably, were like a monster coming out of yeah. Oh, my. He's like, is this monster going to kill me, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> so then he finally came back. I need to ask him if that was the reason why. He I wonder might... if that's why he was so against uh, hugs. <laughs> what if you because for those yeah. who don't know oh, Dallas God. hates hugs yeah. for years but then recently I found out he's okay with them now I guess because mm. he's six feet tall or whatever he's <laughs> fine with a hug now but back when he was a little youngster Spidey scared mm. the crap out of him and made him hate hugs it's like the opposite of Olaf it might be he doesn't yes. want warm hugs doesn't want any kind of hugs he's afraid you're going to turn into a monster blood's going to squirt out of your mouth and you have to throw a water bottle at him <laughs> alright as a YouTuber who is a YouTuber you enjoy watching typical gamer 
Okay, I've seen typical him come gamer is my favorite YouTuber. Sorry, Spidey. It's all right. But uh, yeah, typical <laughs> gamer, Fortnite YouTuber. He's got like I don't know, 13 million subscribers, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's got a well, he's got a few channels, but he's got um, another channel. that has got like seven million subscribers, six million. TG, um, not TG Shorts, TG Plays, where he shows edit. So it's a live channel. It's mm-hmm. a live Fortnite, almost always Fortnite. Uh, used to be daily. Here's one thing that annoys me about Typical Gamer. I love you, Typical Gamer. But one thing that annoys me is I think he still always says, at the start of his videos, his live streams, he says, um, like, we're um, daily Fortnite live streams or whatever. But <laughs> now not he, daily. They're not even <laughs> close to daily anymore. <laughs> no. Now it's just like, like, it's like my end welcome role. He just says it out of just like... You know, he just he just wants to say the same thing every time. But they're not even <laughs> close to daily. He used to be close to daily. Mm-hmm. It used to be that he only missed like one out of every twenty days or something. Yeah. Now, oh my, he's on vacation all the time. He's living up the good life now. Yeah. But he's still saying <laughs> daily live streams. You know, just like <laughs> once every three days now. Huh. And yeah, that, that sounds, sounds like a Cowboy Jeff type. Oh, it's not that bad. Nowhere near that bad. <laughs> At least this guy's <laughs> rolling in it. But. Um, yeah, so Table Gamer. Uh, I like Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've probably only seen 20 of his videos, but uh, I don't watch a whole lot of YouTube. I don't listen to many podcasts. Mm. Um, the only real podcast I've listened to many episodes of is the WTF podcast with Mark Marin, mm-hmm. a stand-up comic and actor. Um, and I haven't even listened to that in forever, but listened to the first few years of that, like 10 years ago. Um so yeah, um, Benny, of course, Andy. Uh, we got a lot of people who don't post many videos. Fireball mm-hmm. has a channel <laughs> that he posts like once every three months on. I'm sure he's retired, but Cap also oh, at yeah, a point. Yeah, yeah, Cap. Yeah. Uncle Slam yeah. used to make videos. Mm-hmm. Dustin uh, made two. Dust, was it just two? <laughs> Dustin made two. I think it was like four or five. Oh, was it? Okay. It might have only been two. I only saw two, and that was the NBA ones. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was all yeah. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people give up early, you mm-hmm. know. I think it's because they realize it's harder than they think it is. Yeah, well, I think they're expecting a certain number of views, too, and when they don't mm-hmm. get it and they realize that it's tough to get it, they say, screw this crap, mm-hmm. and they stop trying. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and Cowboy Jeff shot up and got a lot of views early on, and then, yeah. I don't know. Even now, knows? like, Andy's one of our most popular guys, easily. And uh, right now, I think he just hasn't been caught in the recommended for people or something yeah the whole algorithm thing mm. it's uh hit or miss it's uh yeah luck it's um i mean it's secret it's a secret formula for the algorithm we mm. don't know we can only guess uh why youtube recommends certain things and they tell us some things like they say watch time is very important and, yeah um, so who knows um and you go through ups and downs with it yeah. like right now i'm going through quite a down period Mm-hmm. Uh, with the algorithm, really? Uh, yeah, I got some weird stuff going on this year too. I've kind of so huh. how I've put it in my head since I started is us being a sports channel, mainly baseball. Is when baseball season starts, everything starts to get hot. But I have had that feeling this year where it doesn't feel as hot. Yeah, it, yeah. it varies from year to year yeah. and from month to month and week to week and day to day. Like things were going pretty good until like three weeks ago basically mm-hmm. for my views and then all of a sudden like around may like 27 just oof, just mm-hmm. views started being about half of what uh what i'd normally expect for this type of year just for or for this type of yeah. time of year uh for no particular reason and uh yeah frustrating also had some just weird numbers this year with like the rpm the revenue and, yeah yeah it's been a been an off year mm-hmm. but it's coming after a couple of really good years yeah so 
And then 2020 was horrible because of the pandemic and everything. Yeah. And it was kind of nice to see it come back and be normal again for like 2021, 2022. Mm -hmm. So I don't care too much because I figure it's just a cycle that the algorithm changes. You never know. It'll come back around. And yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask both of you guys as content creators, did the pan well, the 2020, like I figured it'd be easier. Or, like you could see numbers kind of grow more or just because people aren't going out they'll see more YouTube. You guys didn't see that, like, influx of people? Well, I'll tell you exactly why. Um, no baseball season until July. Yeah. So that's kind of what, what... Well, there's two two big things that hurt things for YouTubers like me and Spidey is, mm. one, no baseball season. Yeah. So that's what specifically hurt me mm. and Spidey, the delayed baseball season. Uh, and two is what hurt everybody is the revenue was way down. The RPM, the... The revenue per thousand views, Roman yeah. numeral for thousand is M. Um, so anyway, that went way down to like almost nothing, you know, for a while. Wow. So even if we were getting views, it wouldn't matter because they were, or it wouldn't matter too much because you're making no money off them, basically. Um, I was going to say the year after the pandemic or 2022, I had a my best year oh yeah like, yeah like gaming videos, wrote of the show were doing amazing yeah. compared to what I had seen in the past and everything yeah 2021 no. was really good and yeah. 2022 was good also mm -hmm. uh yeah things uh things stabilized things got got back to normal but mm -hmm. uh but yeah with main problem there was no baseball season so like june's normally huge and then june was nothing june like my june of 2020 uh was you know like five percent of what it normally is oh wow so uh yeah that, that was that whole year basically was just a, a what loss. i was grateful for during that time is i've been posting every day since 2018 19 and luckily we do video games bobby does i do and so luckily i was still able to make videos through video games during that year where some people who rely on having to go out and right do, like so i had already been doing video games and everybody in the crew who does youtube had so yeah that was nice to be able to still make content from home yeah, I just so. basically posted nothing for, um, <laughs> yeah, for most of that whole pandemic period, mm. uh, the first year of it. I, I did not post much at all. I mm. just uh, took a break. I've been taking lots of breaks uh, uh People go nuts in the comments when you take, like, one of your breaks. They're like, where's Bobby's? Oh. Or, Is he done? And then I'm like, <laughs> well, it's just, just a break. <laughs> like, especially in December when baseball stops. So it's like, it's a cool down period. Right. Right. Yeah. You say December? Did, did I? I oh don't know. God. Baseball does not <laughs> quite stop in December. Well, oh, uh, <laughs> no, October World Series usually is uh, late October. Well, I know, but I'm saying that's usually like when you're not posting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that time. Uh, of year. Yeah, lately I usually don't really post much after the uh, well, 2021-22 off season. Mm -hmm. Softball was one video. I think it was literally <laughs> just the. Now, that was a big COVID time, too, but it was literally yeah. just the Halloween special, which is always opening day, game one yeah. for the uh, off-season. That's all we posted for that off-season. Mm. We should have had an award ceremony just for that one game. That would have been, <laughs> been great. Immediately after, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the award ceremony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've had one game, and let's now do give out 37 awards for, uh, for what we just <laughs> experienced. Um, yeah, so that was heavily because of the pandemic, though. Mm. We, we barely even met up and played. But also... More so in recent years, we'll meet up and sometimes we'll play one film game and then play an unfilmed game. And sometimes we'll even meet up and just play like a one unfil unfilmed game and go yeah. eat or whatever. We've done that a couple times. Uh, mm -hmm. We almost did that Saturday, but we uh, yeah. decided to film one. Um, 
I love the unfilmed games. It's more relaxed. Uh, well, it's not always more relaxed. It's well, it's more relaxed for me because I don't have to film. I was about yeah. to say that's But I like for them to actually be competitive sometimes, especially yeah. when we used to play unfilmed um, Chicago ball games. Mm-hmm. Those got intense. Those mm-hmm. were fun. Uh, I remember people making diving catches out in left field for these unfilmed mm-hmm. games. It's like, oh man, I wish I was filming this. But <laughs> um, anyway. Um, what was the question exactly? It was about it was something you asked, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was, we went on for a while. Yeah, I, next, no. next, I guess. I think, I think I... I want to go back to a topic we were talking about earlier, and that was comics. You and your brother said you started at a very young age. Right now, it is Keen Spot. Has it always been Keen Spot? Um, no, the name wasn't always Keen Spot. Um, mm-hmm. first it was um, Super Crew Comics. In 1993, that's when the company, I guess, started professionally in 1993, Super Comics. Then it was um, SCC Comics Mm. or something? I don't know, for Super... Who cares? Uh, (laughs) Then it was Crosby Comics at one point, I think. And uh, it's been forever since I've thought about these old names. And then, yeah, uh, 2000, year 2000, started up this... uh, My brother and some friends, and I was kind of vaguely there um uh, i've never been huge into comics my brother was always into comics he always used to love drawing writing comics and i was never a very good artist but i'd kind of tag along and make my own comics too but i've always loved movies and tv Mm -hmm. shows and i've wanted to work in in that field since i was you know a little kid so i kind of saw comics as a as a way to tell stories to kind of help even at an early age kind of to help um work towards making movies and TV shows. And then later on, um, in the mid-2000s, I started making graphic novels based on my movie ideas with the the main goal, really, of um, that being a helpful selling tool to Hollywood, Mm -hmm. um, to sell the ideas to Hollywood. It's better to have a comic book than just a screenplay. So um, so that was the goal for that. But yeah, anyway, so the year 2000, um, we started up a website called keenspot.com with a couple other guys and that was a network of web comics web comics just a comic you put online mm-hmm. um and um doesn't always get printed later it can just exist online only as a web comic and uh, my brother made some web comics i made some web comics and then we invited some of the most popular web comics like in the world to be part of this network called keenspot and then we printed up a bunch of comics too and became, you know, the main company became Keenspot. Um, yeah, and 2000 was when, when Keenspot began. Yeah, and you reached that goal recently, these past couple of years. Marry Me, a comic that you were involved in heavily, got a movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah finally. Um, yeah. I first wrote it uh, 2007. No. 16 years ago, mm. February 14th. It's a romantic comedy comic, and I put out the first. First page of the webcomic online. First page went up February 14, 2007. And exactly 15 years later, it was the number one movie at the box office, February 14, 2022, the movie based on it, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. So that was really cool. It's uh, apparently the first English-language webcomic to ever become a feature film. Really? Uh, Badass. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) There's there's probably literally been, like, over a million... um, English language webcomics. I'm all made on a million, but at least like three, four hundred thousand. So it's pretty yeah. cool to be the. Um, but I'm about to not be the only one. Uh, some comic called 
Nimona, I think, is hmm. about to Nimona. be an animated film on Netflix. Oh. Uh, it's coming. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, coming out shortly. And that was uh, also based on an English-language webcomic. Now, oh, well. you got to visit the set yes. of Marry Me. How was that? Uh, that was pretty cool. Three days on set in New York, um, mid-October 2019, three months before the pandemic. And um, that was the first time I got to read the script, too. I was not involved heavily yeah. at all or even you know minorly at all in the movie making process mm-hmm. i um sold the sold the rights to universal and um which initially started off as just an option contract uh, where they basically um control the rights for a certain period of time if anybody doesn't know about uh, the world of options in hollywood they'll say like we'll give you five thousand dollars um and that means for the next year we're the only people who can shop around this project and try to get this project made. And then if we get it made, uh, there'll then be a separate purchase price. Um, we'll give you then, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars or whatever if, we're, if we want to buy the rights completely wow. and own them forever. But for now, we'll give you a few thousand bucks or whatever for just the next year. You can't sell it to anybody else. Only mm-hmm. we can make a deal. So anyway, I've optioned a bunch of comics before. Um, this other comic, Last Blood, I've optioned it a few times. Um, anyway, so I was on set to answer the question. Uh, it was very cool. I got to read the script for the first time, which was interesting. Um, very different from the comic, completely different. Mm. They changed uh, almost everything, um, which happens. Um, mm. You know, I was I was expecting that. Uh, I already had some inkling of that from from various sources. Um, you got to be there when they were filming the big concert scene. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. The big marry me scene where he's mm. got the sign, Owen Wilson. And uh, yeah, so I saw the entire filming of that scene, basically the biggest scene in the movie. And I think that was just a coincidence that that worked out like that. Um, so that was lucky. I think um, one of my favorite stories from this whole thing <laughs> is you talking to Owen Wilson. On oh, yeah. Him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's tall as shit, isn't he? Uh, or is he about Spidey's height? Uh, I thought he was like six four for some reason. Oh no, like no, I think he's like five eleven. No, Let's I'm look not. Him as, up. <laughs> Owen Wilson height. No way. Um, no. While, while Mobo looks that yeah. up, uh, <laughs> yeah, Owen Wilson couldn't believe a movie could be made from a comic. Amazing, yes. amazing. Yeah, this was this was <laughs> before. He, you haven't heard this? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Oh my god. So so here's what he asked me. <clears throat> Owen Wilson said, "So how does a movie turn into a comic?" <laughs> or no, no, no. How does a co- sorry? Jesus. Oh, How does a comic turn into a movie? Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, "Have you looked at like the top grossing films of all time? They're all based on comics." Are you? Aware and of he this? just got, I think, cast to be in Loki. Like, not. I, too... I think, I think he had already been cast. Yeah. I don't think they'd filmed it yet, but uh, I think he was already cast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson. You know, I don't know him well at all. I had one conversation with him for for five minutes, but he's an interesting <laughs> character. Nice guy. Very nice guy. But. Um, yeah, he doesn't seem to know a whole lot about, you know, the business that he's one of the main stars of, uh, <laughs> Hollywood business. Did you get a um, wow out of him? I, no, I did not get a wow out of him. I should have really tried to, but it wasn't, it wasn't my, my goal. But I got, I got a nice photo with him. Mm-hmm. You can put that up, maybe. Yeah. Uh, with him and uh, Chloe Coleman, who played his daughter mm-hmm. in the movie, and Sarah Silverman. And, um, uh Yeah, and the director was very nice, mm-hmm. uh, Kat Coiro. She took a couple nice uh, pictures with me and uh, got to meet J-Lo uh, a couple times very briefly. Got some pictures with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was very cool. So, yeah, so the story of those few days, um, show up on set. And the first day, 
I've never really told anybody this or a couple people, but first day, 30 minutes into me being there, they haven't even filmed anything yet. And then I hear from uh, Elaine, from one of the producers, JLo's best friend, I hear that they might have to, that the movie's like not going to happen. They're, they're screwed <laughs> what? because there's some, the fire chief or whatever is saying they can't film here this week. And this is the only week they can like film here. And, they're oh gonna, my God. and, they're, and it's going to, it's going to be a whole huge problem. And then I hear somebody else say like, Oh, we'll just buy them off or whatever. So I think they, <laughs> they paid off the fire department to not cause a problem <laughs> for the movie. Um, that's basically what I heard. Yeah. Um, just like go away. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll be done soon. Yeah. Don't worry about JLo it. just like strategically dropped a few thousand dollar bills or something in the right place. And I don't know. I, by the way, I've always wanted thousand dollar bills and like $500 bills. These are real, you know, they actually used to print huge mm. denomination bills and I've always wanted one, but I've never, I've never had a bill over a hundred dollars. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah. I don't know. They have hundred thousand dollar bills. Oh my gosh. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Woodrow Wilson is on the hundred thousand. Put it up on screen. hundred thousand dollar bill. Woodrow Wilson. Mm-hmm. 19, what, 30, they made them for only a few years. Only banks could use those $100,000 bills. They're just uh, for banks specifically. Uh, but yeah, nowadays, if you have like a good condition, $100,000 bill, it costs like $5 million. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. $100,000 bill. Mobo's right? looking at it right now. Woodrow Wilson, one of my favorite presidents. Oh my God. Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> yeah. And also, there's a 10000 there's a couple different $10,000 bills. Mm. One of them has uh, Alexander Hamilton on it. Okay. Uh, which is pretty cool. And that one in good condition is like, like I don't know. Couple hundred thousand bucks or something. I'm just trying uh, to imagine people back then, like one house, please. Yeah. Well, yeah. no houses back then cost twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, well, a thousand dollar bill, just give me a house. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so J Lo, I assume, walks around with a few, you know, maybe even ten thousand dollar bills in her in her purse. Mm-hmm. You know, so she probably just, uh, Mr. Fire Chief, here's ten thousand dollar bill. Yeah. Actually cost hundred thousand if you want to resell it on eBay. Mm-hmm. So and then he's like, oh, there's no fire code problem here, Miss <laughs> Lopez. Just turned a blind um, eye. <laughs> oh, and A Rod was there, and A Rod was a jerk to me. Yeah. No. Dating yeah. J Lo at the time. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. They were engaged at the time, and so A Rod's sitting there watching. Uh, He's in what they call Video Village, where we're watching the monitors. And we got headsets, so we can they got like watch the, the tents scene. right around the TVs. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. So we can watch the scene, mm-hmm. and uh, J Lo is filming uh, this scene where she's giving this dramatic speech, where she's engaged to this guy who's cheating on her. Maluma played that character, who was cool. Mm-hmm. I have a little Maluma story too. I'll tell you about. And um, A Rod is just scrolling through instagram the whole time he's got the headset on like hearing her like crying over and over again giving the speech about her fiance and he's yeah. her fiance right yeah now. Oh and he's just scrolling through instagram <laughs> chewing gum loudly oh what a yeah. and when i was introduced to him um elaine producer on the movie uh j-lo's best friend she introduced me to, to a-rod and uh, he didn't even look up. She's like, uh, and uh, Alex, this is uh, Bobby. He wrote the comic the film is based on. And Alex is sitting down. I go to get up just in case we're going to have like a handshake because we were like awkwardly like five feet away from each other in a couple different chairs, yeah, yeah. like in between us, other people. So I wasn't sure if there might be like a handshake or something. I shook hands with like a couple other people I was going to introduce to. Mm. And so I go to like awkwardly start to get up and he doesn't even look up, let alone get up. He's just chewing his gum. And I say, oh, nice to meet you. And he goes, likewise. What? It doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, Yeah. so A-Rod, that's A-Rod for you. Anyway, and then the Maluma story, for those of you who don't know Maluma, amazing singer, super popular, Latin America. 
<laughs> yes, yes. So um, my Maluma story is I was, again, sitting in Video Village like I was for three days there. We're watching the monitors. And then I was the only one back here in Video Village at this point. Everybody was going off to lunch or something. And Maluma comes with his entourage. He comes walking by me. The only time I saw him come walk by me. Oh, and, uh, yeah, he's got a few of his, like, bodyguards with him or whatever. You know, he's strong enough to, you know, guard himself. He's, he's a muscular man. And I'm sitting there and I'm smiling as he's, well, I see him coming. I'm kind of smiling as he's, he's walking along. I'm thinking, should I say something to him? I don't know, but I'm just kind of happy. He's got this big, dumb grin on my face. And, and he looks right at me. He walks right by and he's like an inch away. From, like, we're almost kissing. He's like, he's so close. And he doesn't stop walking, though. It's as, while he's walking, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, while he's walking by, he leans in close, almost like kissing me. And he goes, hello, hello. Oh, that was too loud, brother. Hello, hello. Just right in my eyes, almost kissing. Hello, yeah. hello. And I go, hi <laughs> as he walks by he just keeps walking by and that's it and entourage didn't say anything to me none of them almost kissed me but but he almost kissed me and oh, uh yeah and then j-lo first day uh lane introduced me to j-lo and uh i thanked her for doing the movie she said like you know jennifer this is bobby you know he wrote the comic based on the movie or whatever and um jennifer uh, was very nice uh we talked for literally three seconds you know just a hello i i said um I said, like, hi, nice to meet you. Uh, thank you for doing the movie. And she said, of course, of course. Uh, and then I talked to her for another five seconds. Two days later, um, at the end of the night, when she was about to leave after the third day of filming that I saw, she had just finished a tough day of, like, 12 hours filming. If you've seen the movie, the, the church sequence, the song called Church, where she basically filmed, like, a whole music video um, of the song Church, where it was very acrobatic she's being lifted up and spun around and million different angles and she was tired and um uh she had just you know washed off the makeup and put on her normal clothes and going out to eat it was kind of interesting right before that hearing her and a-rod and elaine discuss where to eat it reminded me it's like oh my god these are real people these are like (laughs) normal people because oh maybe not a-rod but j-lo is actually like a normal cool human being it's like us and, after softball. Yeah, where exactly, are we going? Exactly. It's like, where are we going to eat? Call places? Yeah. They were saying all this, like, you know, it's like, I'll be often in softball. I'm like, okay, call restaurants, call restaurants. And like J-Lo's like doing the same thing. Okay, like call, call some places. Let's set some, where should we go? And I was like, oh, wow, they're no, they can play softball. And J-Lo actually likes softball. It's on her YouTube channel. Another mm-hmm. channel I, I like, I watch at times. Um, she uh, has a love for softball. She was answer. She was doing like a Q and A, and one of the questions was like, "What's your like favorite memory like growing up?" She's like playing softball and everything. And Sarah Silverman is, uh, loves playing softball too. So we gotta get them on the team. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, they were talking about where to eat, blah blah blah. And then there was this nice production assistant who gave me. Man, I can't remember his name. This nice guy who actually gave me a script on the first day. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he had read the comic, I think, and liked it. And so uh, he was super nice, and he gave me his copy of the script. And, um, which I could have, you know, I'm sure I could have asked previously. I could have got an email to me probably, you know, months earlier or whatever. Um, but I just didn't want to intrude. I got the sense early on that the producers weren't really interested in my input on things. I didn't even really try to give any, but I just got a strong sense that they're, Mm -hmm. they're going in different directions than I'd possibly, uh, be a fan of. But anyway, um, so this nice production assistant, uh, was like insisting that I get a picture with J-Lo. Um, and I felt slightly bad about it and I, I kind of messed up the timing. I should have done it a little earlier probably. Um, but we ended up getting her at a moment when she's kind of about to walk out and he's like, come on, follow me. And I'm like, oh crap, I don't want to like bug JLo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he bugged her for me, but she was very nice. Um, first, um, 
Uh, I think she might have been a little uh, miffed when he first like stopped her, but then when he, you know, when she realized, oh, okay, he wrote the comic or whatever, which I'm not even sure if she ever read. I hope so. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but she was she was very nice. Again, again, I I said thank you again for doing the movie. She said, of course, of course. And, Basically, she said, of course, to me four times is basically all she <laughs> said to me over the course of two conversations. Hey, um, but you but yeah. had a conversation with J-Lo. I had Not two, a lot of people would get that. <laughs> I had two five-second conversations with J-Lo. She was very nice. I had the awkward thing where like, she, because we went to pose for the photo, I'm like, do I actually touch J-Lo's yeah. shoulder or something? <laughs> yeah. So I have didn't, of course. I'm not going to touch the little J-Lo's. little air hover? Yeah, I just did the hover, hover thing. <laughs> no hug-hug, but no, just no hug. What if I went for the full-on hug-hug and I like, hit her on the back <laughs> twice? Hug-hug, like, that's what I do to the softball I can just players, imagine just like, hug yeah, jeez. Yeah, then, then A-Rod hits me twice also. No, I don't think he cared at that point. I don't know. But um, he all he cared about was Instagram. Yeah. Right. Oh, and that was during the World Series, by the way. Where yeah. That was October 20... I don't know, two or something. He had just like flown in from, oh, it actually might have been uh, ALCS or something. Mm -hmm. But he had like done a, he was flying in from, you know, doing one of the Fox broadcasts or whatever. um, So that was kind of extra cool timing of, um, I've never been a particular fan of A-Rod, but it was kind of cool to see him on TV. And then, oh, now he's on set too. (laughs) uh, Yeah, likewise, buddy. Chew your gum. Keep chewing your gum and watching, (laughs) watching your Instagram, scrolling through your DMs. Yeah. In your life, I know you've traveled to many places, and us as the crew have also gone to many places. What's your favorite place we've been to? Favorite place the crew has been to, uh, well, the first thought is, this isn't the answer, but the first Mm. thought is Arizona, where Spidey had to go to the bathroom really bad at one point on the bus. (laughs) What? Uh, You you know know this story. No, he wasn't 18. Yeah, but he could have heard this story. You don't know this story? I honestly don't think I know That's where the term Spidey bombs comes from. He had to drop a Spidey bomb in the toilet. Gas station subway is not... Too fond of me. Yeah. Why the hell would you eat he, somewhere at a gas station? We were bro? on the road for like five hours. Yeah, yeah. We had this driver named Lee, nice guy. And uh, yeah, we ch- the first time, the only time I've chartered a bus, we chartered this freaking bus, and uh, Spidey's bowels kind of handled the bus ride. It was too long, and Spidey was was getting ready to blow up the bus. So oh, I, I was waiting at the door while yeah, we were still yeah. driving to like as soon as we got to the rest stop like bolt no. out the door yeah that's that's the original spidey ball. <laughs> and those stalls at that rest stop they were only like like this high yeah, so people were like watching him literally <laughs> like you could you could literally like look over yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, well that's one thing talking speaking of travel mm-hmm. and getting to answer your question at some point i like to ramble on sorry i'm, I'm not the worst talker here um Fireball's much better at, at interviews. We said this in the first episode. This podcast was going to be our brains just jumping. This well, that's fun. me. That's me. I like to interrupt myself three mm. times before I get around to answering the question. <laughs> but anyway, um, American bathrooms compared to European bathrooms. A lot of these European bathrooms full like rooms for like the stalls, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. They have the doors go from the floor all the way to the ceiling. There's some no like in Europe where it's just a room in the middle of a city. Like I took a poop in London like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So your Europe is uh, better in some ways with the bathrooms, although they they charge you though often. There's yeah. often uh, coins yeah. you got to put in or I don't know, credit card probably nowadays mm-hmm. even. And um, they do have the automatic toilets too. And all over the world, it's beignets pretty much. And we're just the ones yeah. that are like toilet paper. We need yeah. TP. We love our TP. <laughs> Wait, did you just call a bidet a beignet? Oh, I did. Oh, <laughs> no, bidet. so you don't, you don't keep the toilet. Bidet. Can you? I don't 
just beignets are bomb. The toilet. I had yeah. beignets like two days ago. There so. you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, bidets. I had never tried a bidet until a Paris Airbnb with the softball crew 2019. And I'm like, oh man, I've been missing out here. And the sad thing is, I had lived in a house in Burbank for a year and a half that had the top of the line best bidet in the world. And I never used it once. And then, because I just, I don't know, I didn't like the idea of bidets. Uh, but then a few months after moving out of that house that had the incredible bidet, we go on this trip and we're in this Airbnb in Paris and it has the great bidet and I use it and I go, I just missed out on 18 months of this bliss. What's <laughs> wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And then a year later, 2020, I went back to Paris in that same Airbnb with my girlfriend and like the best part of that stay in Paris was just the bidet. It was just like... <laughs> bidet magic and he's been telling us for years he literally yeah. was a bidet for Halloween. that was amazing <laughs> came the bidet yeah, yeah yeah throw in if anybody's still watching at this part of the video throw in that little clip maybe yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. man well yeah we did a what do we got to like try and help you we got paris London, yeah yeah so to actually York. answer the question uh probably probably paris the Canada trip was fun. Too. Oh yeah, just playing softball in that massive field. Yes, <laughs> that yes. was the amazing thing to me is how close everything was in Canada. Off the airport, the field we played on was across the street, yeah. basically. Right now, the, what I remember most about Canada, though, about that trip, three days in Toronto, May twenty seventeen, mm. May twenty seven to thirty was uh, Toronto. What I remember the most is right when we get off the out of the airport and we're walking the mile or so. From the airport to the Airbnbs, Benny points out, and of course Benny would notice this, that um, none of the women seem to be wearing bras. <laughs> so Benny said, you, you seeing this? Bobby, you see what I'm seeing? I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm tired. I can't walk this far. And uh, Benny's like, check it out. Check it out. Check out the check out. And I'm like, oh snap <laughs> yeah so that's what i remember yeah. uh, apparently in toronto they don't like bras it does um, get humid there yeah it, it was kind of hot it was yeah. late may yeah so yeah favorite i'm just i'm just gonna go with paris uh we had the cool view of the eiffel tower yeah some of us at least we had uh five different airbnbs um that well those first two days and the second day in paris for me which is also the first day for some other people. Were you one of the early? I was early. You were yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the second day in Paris, we had like 12 people go on one day, and then we had the rest of the crew, like 20 more people come on the second day. And that second day was one of the worst days of my life. Bottom five worst days of my life. <laughs> no. Um, luckily, Andy helped quite a bit. So we had, I think we had six Airbnbs in Paris. So we had one, the cool one with the bidet, that we checked into on that first yeah. day with only 12 of us. With the, the restaurant at the bottom, right? Yeah, yeah uh, New York. Yeah. Lay New York. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was the first thing we had was American food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called, like, <laughs> you guys landed in another country, eat a burger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, I wanted McDonald's. It was right at the bottom of his Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So anyway, long story short, um, on the second day I had to check in to five Airbnbs, which were oh, all like a all mile over. around the – all like half a mile around the Eiffel Tower, but in different directions, yeah. just circling around the Eiffel Tower – and so me and Andy, Andy thankfully helped out, and this is a long story, but I walked like 30,000 steps that day, yeah. and then to end the day, well, but also even before that, I got to say, the way it works in Paris, and I guess maybe all of Europe, or at least France, is if you have like fourth floor, it's actually the fifth floor, 
because there are all these different Airbnbs where like, so the the main like lobby floor is like floor zero. Mm -hmm. And then it's floor one would be the second. Long story short, we had all these different Airbnbs in like apartment buildings where I thought it was on a different floor than it was. And we didn't properly take pictures of like where things were and we didn't. (laughs) So like, it was hard to even tell people where you're staying because we weren't even sure. And the, we were confused and the elevators are so small. Oh my gosh. I was about to say, the elevators are not made for Americans. the tiniest (laughs) elevators in the world. But uh, long story short, Tons of steps, uh, nervous, stressful, check, not only checking into the Airbnbs, but then uh, stocking up the Airbnbs with food and drinks mm. to make sure people aren't just dying of thirst and hunger as they come back from a 13-hour flight and they, or they arrive from a 13-hour flight. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, then we go see uh, Avengers Endgame opening night. Uh, in the biggest theater in Europe. What was the name of that theater? It doesn't matter. Oh, man. Um, it was a sick theater, though. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. amazing. It was literally the biggest theater in Europe, like the most seats for any movie theater in Europe. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, a thousand seats or something. And we're sitting near the, near the back row, mm-hmm. and Cisco <laughs> is right in front of me in these tiny rows. There's like no leg room, and Cisco's in front of me, which is pressing. I love you, Cisco. You know, it's nothing, <laughs> nothing against Cisco. Which is pressing the his seat back against my knees, so my knees are just being crunched as if I'm on the worst plane ride in in history for a movie that's three hours long. Oh, yeah. And then Spidey insists, even though we know there's no mid credits or end credit scene, Spidey says, "No, there might be anyway." Even though we heard that there's not, you know, there might be. There's like a chance, so we got to like, stay for 18 minutes of credits. And I'm so out of it. I thought the movie sucked, even though it was actually good, but I'll tell you why. <laughs> I thought I slept through like five minutes of the movie. I slept through like two hours of the movie. Oh, no. I was so out of it. My brain was so gone from that whole day of walking 30,000 steps and checking into five Airbnbs and getting the food. And no, almost nobody's helping out other than Andy with stocking up the other. The 12 people who went the day early were supposed to. The reason why they're going early is to help stock up the Airbnbs, help me stock up. Instead, it was me, Andy, and like two others helped a little bit. It's supposed to be like all 12 of them. But yeah. They're like, no, we got stuff to do in Paris. I'm in Paris. I'm not going to do my job that i signed up for to help out and blah 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 so i'm dying and then cisco's pushing my knees back for three hours and then 18 minutes of credits and oh and i could have potentially i was on the ilc this is way too much info but i could have <laughs> put my legs oh see i have bad knees anyway you hear them crack see, that's oh i heard that one. <laughs> oh, there it is I'm, I'm right with you there we go nice it's usually my <laughs> and we're all wearing our air force <laughs> try the other one try the other one no i've known my left knee can do that we're all wearing our Air Force Ones, yeah. by the way. Look at that. I've got uh, <laughs> blue suede blue shoes. suede, of course. And um, anyway, I could have put my legs in the aisle because I was in the aisle seat, but the theater was so packed and they oversold it. And so people were sitting in the aisle. So I couldn't put my legs in the aisle because <laughs> really? people yeah. were sitting on the stairs in the aisle. So I couldn't do that. So I was just trapped and, and I fell asleep for like two hours and I thought it was five minutes. Th- so I thought this movie sucks. That's because I missed two hours of it. <laughs> the thing I loved about that day, and I still am amazed by it, is Cisco's champion bladder. Oh. <laughs> he oh, you had know? to pee the whole flight. Oh. And us obviously Cisco's a big guy and airplane bathrooms are small. He didn't go the entire flight. And then obviously they were off the plane straight to the movie. Right. And he didn't pee the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really good at that too with holding bladder. Long, I've had many long flights. I've I, one time I've used the bathroom on an airplane in the last 25 years, and that was actually just uh, six months ago. Uh, that was only because it was a super fancy first class thing. But I was like, oh my gosh, I really had to had to take a piss. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's take a piss in the super fancy. <laughs> first. It was this like 
there was these lay down seats and they had our special bathrooms like just for like eight people who have these ultra fancy i use points first time i used all these points i've been accumulating for like seven years mm. that's the only time in the last like 25 years i've uh used the facilities on a flight mm-hmm. <laughs> and to say other things they'll probably get cut out uh to answer a question you didn't ask my favorite place non-softball that i've been to non-softball um i still don't know how to pronounce it though poisitano is the name of this little i guess city uh, on the coast of italy huh. on the amalfi coast went there in Ooh. december and stayed in this little castle um, wow. It sounds fancier than it is, but it looks pretty cool. It's more like this little tower that they use for like military defense purposes, like in the 1300s. <laughs> Literally, you know, Lord of the Rings. You seen Lord of the Rings? Movies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, there's a scene in the third movie, Return of the King, where they light fires to signal that like an enemy is coming. It's like come to our aid, and, the, and they light a fire in like one area, and then someone sees it ten miles away, mm-hmm. and then they light their yeah, fire, yeah, they light yeah. their fire, blah blah. It's like yeah. that. They had all these little towers, these little castles, where if they see boats coming in, enemy ships, they light their fire, and then all the oh, other wow. towers see it and light it to alert like the king of Italy or whatever that what like enemies are coming. They got to send their troops to the coast or whatever. So anyway, we stayed in one of those towers, like the 1300s, and um, it was totally epic. Uh, yeah, and then another favorite um, was. Um, Santorini, island of Santorini, off the coast of uh, Greece. There. Uh, well, it's technically part of uh, Greece. Mm-hmm. It's off the mainland, Greece. Um, that's pretty incredible. You know those uh, famous blue domes? Yep. The like church there that has the blue that, domes. That's yeah. my number one spot that we I want to go. In in it, like yeah. In that church, essentially, not really, not actually in that church, but right, right within those yeah. domes. Got epic. Damn. And then there's a hot tub, like right out there, out wow. front. <laughs> and they're all these stray dogs. That are just palling around and you just throw well, meat at them and they. That's love how it meat. was when I went to Mexico. Mm. It's just stray dogs everywhere, but yeah. they're. I thought they were going to be mean because they're strays, but they were the nicest oh, yeah. dogs. Santorini, same way. Yeah, it's really nice uh, puppy dogs, and you give mm. them food, and they love you. Mm-hmm. And so there's this hot tub there, um, in the Airbnb that I stayed at uh, with my girlfriend Christy in 2020, and there were these three dogs that would hang out. This one in particular would would sleep like right up at the edge of the hot tub it was a little slightly cold out it was like i don't know 50 degrees and we'd put towels on the dog like a blanket and it was just the nicest coolest little thing we're just sitting (laughs) in the hot tub looking at the blue domes and um with a nice little towel on the stray doggy it's amazing luckily we didn't get rabies or anything like that now there's dogs have rabies sometimes (laughs) and you have to shoot them just no other no other option, right? Just eliminate them. Yeah, and you can't. You, yeah, you can't kill them with anything other than a gun, I guess. I'll start the topic, um, Mobo. I'll let you name off the items. I'd say, when it comes to my head, there are three items that I would say you'll never abandon. And Mobo, would you like to start us off? So for the first item, we have a Chevy Avalanche. Oh. Second item, a Chevy Corvette. Oh yeah. And. A calculator watch. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> as perfect. I'm, I'm as I'm yeah. looking at so it right I'm now. Wearing, so my tenth birthday, yeah. December nineteenth, nineteen ninety. My grandma gave me a watch that looked exactly like this. Not this exact one. That one got stolen uh, at school the next year the out master. of my locker. They stole my grandma's birthday gift to me. How uh, dare they? Out of my PE Church. locker. But no. anyway, I've had like ten of these now over the years. And currently, I have like six brand new ones, like just waiting to, <laughs> when that to one be dies. worn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They last like three, four years each. But basically, whenever the battery dies, I don't replace the battery because by that time, there's like scratches anyway. Yeah. So I just put on a new one. And, uh, <laughs> but 
they're harder to come by now. Now these cost a lot of money. They used to be cheap. They used to be like a hundred bucks each. Now they're like three, four hundred each. Um, so I'm gonna have to replace the batteries of the ones that are waiting to go because those batteries are gonna run. Who cares? This is the most boring tale of all time. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so I have a Chevy Avalanche I've had since, um, well, I don't have the exact same one anymore, similar to the watch story. Mm. Uh, but I've had a Avalanche mm. uh, since 2004, so it's 19 years of having a Chevy Avalanche. I've had two different ones. And I've had a Corvette, uh, I've had a couple different Corvettes since 2017. Mm. So uh, then I've had the watch since 1990, same mm. type of watch. So I don't like change, and I've worn this exact same thing basically <laughs> since... The premiere of Marry Me, of the Marry Me movie with J-Lo and Ben Affleck there. Yeah. I decided to get gussied up and wear this. <laughs> um, so these aren't sweatpants. Some people might think they're sweatpants. I've heard that, but they're not. They're like, I don't know, regular, you know, pants. They're like, you know, I guess slacks. I don't know what the heck to call pants. But they have a drawstring like sweatpants would, but they're not sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And this, Joggers, I guess? I guess. And mm-hmm. this is what, uh, and, this, and this hoodie, this gray Nike hoodie. I've been wearing this pretty much every day for the last year and a half. You were the easiest one for me to make when I made the oh. WWE softball crew. <laughs> yeah. Gray hoodie, black cap, black mm, pants. Yeah. 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 And so. uh, obviously, we're all huge baseball fans. You've completed the journey to 30. What is your favorite stadium and your least favorite stadium? Yeah. So, Fenway. Favorite stadium, least nice. favorite, Oakland. You know, that's easy. Wherever yeah. they call Oakland. Uh, yeah. Ricky Henderson <laughs> yeah. Field at Oakland. <laughs> Whatever it is now. Is yeah. it really Not, that ugly in your opinion? It's horrible. It's bad. And the, it's bad. And... Uh, I get the gray because it just looks like a cement block. Well, and it's not taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. It smells like, uh, you know, warm sewage. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And there were... The, that's where they're just... I'm, there's a lot of nice people, obviously, in Oakland. But that's where there were a couple really annoying um, uh, viewers of the videos. Oh mm. my god, these kids! It was it was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there were these like I don't know. It was like a 15 year old and like a 12 year old, and they felt like they had to ask me questions every second of the game. Oh mm. man! And they literally apologized when they couldn't think of a question for more than like three seconds. So there was like a three second pause where like I already finished answering the question. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't think of another one right now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'll, I'll think of one in a second. You know, you don't have to ask a question every second of the game. It's okay if, you know, like a full minute goes by without saying anything. Uh, so I tried to get away from them and unsuccessfully. I've had a fan do that to me recently at an Angel game. He came in the fourth and did not leave until the last out. Yeah. And he found somebody in your life that hasn't been like, nobody knows this person. Oh, yeah. No, and just somehow found his Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Who knows? There's some, there's some weirdos. Yeah, like. It's always fine for a hello and a picture, but please respect personal space. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not like we're celebrities, you know. We're incredibly minor. Yeah, um, we're just know. everyday Joes. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, there's some some weird stories out there. And mm. then those Oakland kids, the questions they were asking too were, uh, "Have you heard of Brazil?" <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> do, do, there was like something yeah, he kept asking me if I've heard of certain super popular things like giant countries and I was like I've, heard, I've heard of Brazil and it's like it's like have, have you heard of Tupac and it's like yeah do you like Tupac's music uh, sure buddy <laughs> um, what's your favorite song all of them what's your favorite Tupac song uh, what's that Paradise West Side 
Oh, know. Gangsta's Paradise? That's no, my Coolio. That, that's Coolio. Yeah. You're talking that's, about uh, uh, California uh, Love? California Love. Mm. That's my favorite Tupac song. Now, uh, that's what I told him back then when my memory was better six years ago, <laughs> 2017, when I went to all 30 parks. You did that all in one summer, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was mostly yeah. like, like five different weeks of like going to like five or six stadiums in five or six days. Like it yeah. would be, I kept having these periods of like a week where, okay, I'm going to hit up six stadiums this week and just Jeez. six days in a row. Just every day was a flight, you Jeez. know, just boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I just did that like five times and it was over. All right. Nice. Uh, real quick before we move on. I wanted to ask, wasn't your original idea? Cause I think Cap was on to explain it to me a bit. Weren't you trying to drive across the country in yeah. your Corvette when you bought well, it? Not in my Corvette. Oh. I, my plan, this is after I already did the 30 Parks 2017. I then wanted to do 30 Parks in 30 days. Oh. Um, driving in a new Corvette, Chevrolet Corvette yeah. C7ZR1. Oh, that's um, the baddest Corvette you can buy. Yeah, I actually have the license plate of C7ZR1 because I like C7ZR1s. I still don't have one, but I have it on my truck. My Chevy Avalanche has license plate C7ZR1, which is just ridiculous. But I'm just like a placeholder until I get a C7ZR1, then I'll transfer it over to that car. Even though that's just kind of silly. Like, okay, I've got a C7ZR1. What's the license plate? C7ZR1. It's like, I mean, it's like if I had a personal license plate like on my body, it would just say like fat middle-aged man like I don't, yeah we know what it is we can see it we don't have to say what it is on your it's like fat man on the tattoo on my forehead it's like it would be this equivalent of that if i had c7zr1 on a c7zr1 mm-hmm. um but um yeah so the plan was to have it be sponsored the trip by chevrolet and do videos of the road trip 30 different videos for the 30 different days, 30 different, you know, do 30 daily vlogs of the trip. Yeah. Um, and all I'd ask for in return, no money, just give me the C7ZR1. And, and I think I sent like two emails to um, LinkedIn. I don't even know if they like read them. And then I kind of just thought this is, they're not going to, I didn't get a reply. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't, I didn't try to, I didn't want to call anybody and pursue it any further. I just kind of mm. gave up on it. Um, yeah. You should have done the social media movement of like having everybody hashtag. Yeah, back then I probably could have uh, made that work. Yeah. Fireball told us some stadiums he had been to that are no longer in use. Are right. there any that you have? Uh, that not many. A candlestick. Okay. San Francisco Candlestick Park. Um, yeah, and I saw a straight steal of home in the 10th inning. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was Sean Dunstan, I think, who was on the Giants. Or no, uh, it doesn't matter. It was a Giants Cubs game, and um, um, was it a walk off? No, oh, so, so it must have been the Cubs. Then. It was like top ten, or maybe it wasn't extra innings. Who cares? The game went extra innings. At some point, there was a straight steal of home, but it wasn't a walk off. That's awesome. Uh, but that was cool. Like I was, we had horrible seats. It was me and my high school journalism class oh. went to San Francisco. <laughs> we flew up. Yeah. It was the first flight of my life. Oh wow, nineteen ninety five. Uh, me and like I don't know six other members, like the top like six, five or six journalists from the high school journalism class. We went up to this journalism convention competition mm. thing, and um, I think I won like second place for best editorial cartoon that I made. And anyway, who cares? But uh, we went to a Giants game, and uh, and yeah, when I saw the guy taking off, I think it was Sean Dunstan taking off for home. I was like, oh boy, straight steal of home. Mm. You almost never. I think that literally might be. I've gone to about two thousand major league baseball games, and I think that might be the only time I've seen a straight steal of home even attempted 
and with my eyes in wow. person in a major league game, and it worked. Yeah, uh, it's very rare. I can't remember any other. Have you guys ever seen a straight no. home attempted? No. Oh. Oh. Not at all. Yeah. 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 I love that. Have I you seen see I've seen plenty of no hitters. You've been with me to one of them. Yeah. Have you ever seen a cycle? That's the one yes. thing I've never Orlando seen. Orlando Hudson, two thousand nine, April thirteenth, mm. two thousand nine, I think it was. Yeah. Uh it was his first home game as a Dodger. Yeah, I remember and, I remember uh, the game. Yeah. And I filmed his first three at bats because he was hitting right. He's a switch hitter. Yeah. And he doesn't have a lot of power, but you know he can mm. he can hit home run. Yeah. And uh, well, he obviously did that day, and uh, yeah for the cycle. And um, so I filmed his first three at bats, homer, double, single. And then I'm not filming because he's hitting lefty and he doesn't have oppo powers. Yeah. I mostly just filmed <laughs> players who could possibly hit me a home run. Yeah. And it was a day game too, so I, I was just tired. Or just burning. Yeah, I'm just burning and just horrible. I'm tired. I don't want to film much. And I think we were winning like 12 to nothing or something in like the eighth inning at that point. It's like, I don't need to film this bat from a lefty who can't hit me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I didn't realize he was a triple away from yeah. the cycle. If I knew he was triple away from the cycle, I would have been filming every pitch. you know. And not that it matters much. that I'm Anyway, so I start filming. I got the camera out when I realized, oh, crap, I heard someone yell cycle, like, right when he hit the ball. And I'm like, wait, triple for the cycle? <laughs> so I get the camera. I, f- I film him right when he gets to third base. He's, like, you know, cheering and, uh, you know, celebrating. And, uh, yeah, so that's, I think, the only cycle I've seen. Yeah. Orlando Hudson, 2009. That's I'm always wanting to try and see baseball history with my own eyes. And that's just, like, the one last thing I've seen. Walk-offs, I've seen no-hitters. I per- haven't seen a perfect game. But cycle like just is evading me. Otani came close earlier yeah. this year, like by five feet. Uh, but I, I hopefully we'll see one eventually. And I want to end this with a game that we've done on some previous episodes. It's MLB Grid. So I'll have Mobo pull it up. He has it on his phone, and there will be six MLB teams. And then it's going to be a row here, row here, and you got to match them up like this. So the one, there you go. So this is what it looks like. So essentially, you just got to name a player that's played for both the Angels and oh, the Yankees. Oh, yes. Padres and the Angels. So I'm, I'm bad at this. It'll be a five-minute timer. So whatever. And then you edit. With yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll let you know when. You got yeah. it up, Spidey? I have it right now. Oh, see, I'm, so. I'm horrible. Like, my brain <laughs> is not working. Uh, uh, so I just got to figure out one yeah. player at yeah. least, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just go, just go per box, per yeah. box. So for okay, all- so right now I'm thinking Angels, Yankees. Who's played for both the Angels and Yankees? Yeah, yeah. Kinda... Mm-hmm. Would you guys tell me if I get it right here? Or do I... Yeah, yeah. No, okay. we can we we uh, confirm did it. Did Nick yeah. Swisher ever play? He never played. For not Angels, not the Angels. No. no. Um, okay, Angels and Yankees. This should be super easy. Any throughout history, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throughout history. Oh, uh, oh, Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Yep, that's uh, good. Yep. Oh, I don't need to. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, you okay, just, okay. I just yeah, say it. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I got one there. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Padres and Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let uh, you think for a little bit. Yeah. I'll explain to the audio viewers. So top, Bobby's got Yankees, Padres, Cardinals, and then on the left, it's Angels, Dodgers, Cubs. So we already got one with Reggie Jackson, Angels, Yankees. And let's see, uh, Angels, Padres. Uh, I'm, I'm switching now to um, Dodgers, Yankees, Steve Sachs. Okay. All right. And then uh, if, Cubs, Yankees, Rizzo. Yep. Okay. Good there, yeah. Okay. So we're done with the, yeah, the whole left. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, Essentially. Padres, the... Dodgers, Dave Roberts. Yep. Okay. All um, right. So that's four so far. Yeah. And we got oh one, two. Gosh. Cubs, five Padres left. is a tricky one. Cubs, Padres. Um, Man. Cubs. Oh. Oh. I can. I can. 
You want a hint? I can give you Cubs Padres. Sure, give me a hint. He uh, started in Kansas City, then he was on the Padres, and he was just let go this year. Oh, right, right. Mm. Wait, what? By the Cubs. Oh, my gosh, my brain. Mm. Uh, that <laughs> should be super easy. He's a World but... Series champion. Yeah. Um... Left-handed. I can... <laughs> My my brain right now. First baseman. So bad. <laughs> Wait. Uh, oh my god, my brain. I, I, I keep thinking Hosmer. No. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, my Padres, brain is bad. Yeah. So yeah, Cubs Padres. Hosmer. I almost said that before you even start giving a hint. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh, I should be able to get Dodgers, Padres, and Dodgers, Cardinals, Sexo Squad comes in. It's uh, one of Mobo's group chats. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we lost Shout out to the sex squad. Club, yeah. uh, oh no, oh, <laughs> they're blowing them up says, right now. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Okay. Cardinal, Cardinals, Cubs, Cardinals, Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Cardinals, Cubs. Oh, I mean, my first thought was Sean Dunstan, but I don't think he actually played. For... I just want to talk about Sean Dunstan tonight all night. Long. Just one more. No, I don't think he played for the Cardinals. Okay, Cardinals, Cubs. It's a current guy right now. There is a current guy. Yeah. I, I haven't been paying attention enough lately to. He's a. Uh... He's on the Cardinals. They just got there this year. Catcher. Oh. He, oh. He, uh, Wait, Contreras? Yep. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Okay. Um, so we've done the left. Yeah, this game, this is horrible. Concept. <laughs> uh, okay, Dodgers. I still haven't got Dodgers-Padres, right? That's so mm-hmm. bad. There, oh, there, there's, there's a, there's very, a big like, one. Yeah, there's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in recent years, Manny, yeah, there Machado. you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Angels, Padres. Who did I have? We, we we had a current guy. Oh, yeah. I, I'd probably be better at thinking about the nineties. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, All time. Angels. Right now, it's a minute thirty left. Oh, oh, left. right, right. Yeah. yeah, but you guys give me hints. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all garbage. <laughs> I'm I'm horrible at this. <laughs> uh, you got it, Bobby. You got it. Okay. I still haven't said Cardinals Dodgers. Uh, Cardinals Dodgers. Cardinals Dodgers. Uh, I'm trying to think right now. <laughs> even I I'm. Gotta, even I'm, I'm gonna blame it on Sexo Squad. For <laughs> They're going crazy, oh God, right? Who gonna tell him? Says fuck Castillo. <laughs> uh, gee, you're gonna tell him Castillo. <laughs> I'm gonna, Cardinals Dodgers. Uh, Cardinals, even I'm blanking I should, on this. I should get all these Dodgers one. He's easy. Okay, who's been on the Dodgers and went to the Cardinals? Oh, man. Who's been on the Cardinals? Me and Mobile literally named one for every single square before the episode, Jesus. and now I can't think of who um, we said. Cardinals, Dodgers. Cardinals, Dodgers. What the hell? Yeah, oh. Who in here has Camber? Huh? Apollo. Oh. Who in here has Camber? <laughs> uh, shout out to the to the group. They're just they're pummeling Bobby with all these messages right now. We uh, usually get calls at least oh, once yeah. during the podcast, but now it's just the Sexo Squad just blowing <laughs> it up. I think someone's car is on oh, Jack Stand. Twenty seconds. 20. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, okay. Angels, Cardinals. Dodgers, Cardinals. Oh, Angels, Angels Cardinals, Cardinals. Is, the big, is the easiest one, Bobby. Yeah, Come easy, on. super easy. Waste of a contract. Oh. Oh. I wouldn't have given a hint. Yeah, it's I mean, so easy. Five, five four, three, oh, two, oh, one. There you go. go. <laughs> I'm horrible at that. I, okay. Ten years ago, I would have been great at it. Okay. My I, brain's gone. I believe Jeez. that was seven out of the nine. That's I, good. Even, no, it's not good. Even the aficionado cap No, yeah, cap got eight, so... Well, that's surprising, but yeah, yeah. Should have asked me twenty years ago when my brain still worked and when I watched more baseball. But uh, I'm just gonna blame this one on the on the shift being banned. That also banned my brain from being able to think of players. 
<laughs> well, let's end with that question, I guess. What do you think on the rule changes? Uh, I like most of them. I don't mm. like the Shifian band, but okay. I, I'm fine with the bigger bases. That seems okay. a little safer and more stolen bases is great. I like that too. Uh, and I love uh, the pitch clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people hate it. I think they're morons. Yeah. Uh, pitch clock is amazing. Pitch clock makes the games way faster, more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I've, I've noticed a lot of people that I know personally that were not watching baseball at all because of this year and the rule changes. Mm-hmm. Now they're becoming fans, and now yeah. they're supporting the team. But also, keep in mind, in my opinion, I've never heard anybody else really say this other than me, I think, but I'm sure Major League Baseball is thinking it, but they just don't want to say it, I think, is that the pitch clock is heavily about the playoffs. It's all about the playoffs. We're not going to even see a big impact on how it helps the game of baseball, the pitch clock until after the playoffs and probably even after two or three years of, of it, of it happening and having two or three postseasons because playoff games last, you know, they average like three hours and 40 minutes or something. They're insane. They're Mm -hmm. so long. World series games. There's some world series like average four hours basically with like no extra innings even. They're just, you know, uh, there was some Yankees world series 20 years ago or whatever, where I think 2001 world series, there was some extra inning games, but all those games were like, Five hours, basically. There mm-hmm. was even a nine-hour game that was like four hours and 20 minutes, a World Series game. Um, oh, anyway, unless you're a huge, not only a huge baseball fan, but like a huge fan of one of the teams playing, you're not going to sit through a four-hour, nine-inning game. You're going to you're hating it, mm-hmm. um, unless you're just the biggest fan in the world, which there are a lot of big fans there. Most of the people who hate the pitch clock are huge fans who don't realize what it's for. It's partially for them because, yeah, they're going to enjoy it more. They think they're going to enjoy it less, but you're actually going to enjoy it more when it goes faster. But it's not for them. It's for the casual fans who have a – it's actually for the non-casual fans. It's for the fans who aren't casual fans yet, but they have a chance of becoming casual fans. That's what the pitch clock is for. It's Mm. specifically for them, in my opinion. When it first was announced, I hated it. In the off season, but now that we've gone into the season and I've gone to plenty of games now, I don't mind it at all. Yeah, I honestly yeah. don't even notice a difference. Yeah, but again, it's not for you. It's for the people who yeah. don't really care much about baseball but have a chance of caring about baseball. Yeah. And if they have a three-hour World Series game, because people are watching in the playoffs. Yeah. The, you know, the audience baseball is trying to attract, the new fans they're trying to attract – they pretty much only watch in the playoffs. Yeah, they watch the World Series. So if the and the World Series are the slowest, most boring, horrible games currently. Mm-hmm. So the pitch clock. Well, everybody keeps saying, "Oh, but let's get rid of the pitch clock for the playoffs." Morons. The whole point <laughs> is the playoffs. Yeah, that's what's gonna actually have it be a advantage to baseball. The pitch clock and gain fans because people the the non casual potentially casual fans who tune into a World Series game. Now we're going to see it moving faster and go, oh, I kind of like this. I actually want to watch more. Mm-hmm. Whereas in years past, with the pitch clock, without the pitch clock, they would not do that. They'd switch to watching a Mr. Beast video after, after, after waiting two minutes for Pedro Baez to throw one pitch mm-hmm. in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, previously. my God. Yeah, so, I remember yeah. that. You're referring to the video, right? Where wow. he, <laughs> I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but um, I also agree with you on the shift uh, because – I think of it in terms of football. Like, obviously, offense is going to run a play. Defense, yeah. they're going to see it. They're yeah. going to adjust to that play. Yeah. yeah. Your batter comes up. You got all these stats and everything. Right. Shift to whatever the stats say. Yeah. If the batter can't beat it, oh. then well, do I love better. The shift. People talk about the shift as if it's some new thing. Hmm. Uh, shift has been around for forever. Not too many teams used it. You know, they used it against Ted Williams 80 years ago. Um, 
They used it against Babe Ruth at the time, some managers. Yeah. Um, it's been around for forever, and it's just so weird to say you can't go past a certain spot. Yeah. I don't, like, despise banning it, like, uh, but I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I do like that it helps a little with more hits. I do want more hits. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a guy who generally likes seeing one nothing games. Fireball loves one nothing games. He always wants to see a one nothing game. <laughs> I want to see an 18-17 to 17 walk-off grand slam. Oh, yeah, I agree. 10th inning. Mm-hmm. Um. But, um, yeah, like, I'm a traditionalist. And they might say, well, how can you support the pitch clock if you're a traditionalist? Um, because games used to be two hours long. That's why. I want to get it back to that. Tradition, um, it's not hurting tradition to add a pitch clock. It's getting it back to more traditional baseball, which is played way faster than it has been in the last 30 years. That's how it should be. And now is finally back there. All right. Hopefully, we just have a bright future for baseball in general and for each of us here, Mobo, Bobby, myself. Bobby, thank you for joining us thank you, thank you, on Bobby. episode 21. No problem. Yes, that was great. Like the video, subscribe, share it with your friends and family, every single person you see walking down the street. And uh, yeah, we'll see all of you guys in episode 22.